2: Before we get rolling here with today's episode, another roundtable deep dive episode. This time, led by uh, none other than uh, Big Randy. I uh, want to let you guys know a few programming updates. Strapped is scheduled to premiere on Fubo TV at 6 p.m. and 6 30 Eastern Time. You can find Fubo on any smart TV just by searching for Fubo TV. As well, the No Laying Up podcast will officially be on Dan Patrick Radio Mondays, Thursdays, and Fridays at 6 p.m. on Sirius XM channel. 2-11. So we're looking forward to, uh, to these podcasts hitting the airwaves on Dan Patrick Radio on Sirius XM. And finally, before we get into, uh, you know, one of the topics that we're going to talk about with Phil, of course, is his penchant for golf equipment. Always been a tinkerer, never shy about mixing up what's in his bag. He's won majors with one driver in the bag, two drivers in the bag, and with no drivers in the bag. We talk a good amount about that. We're going to talk specifically about the Frankenwood that helped him win the UK-British Open, presented by Her Majesty the Queen. Uh, it was a one-off custom club that Callaway. Uh, that actually, I, I didn't even know this. They actually inspired Callaway's strong lofted fairway woods that are available to all regular golfers out there. The Maverick line has a uh, three plus uh, currently in the bag of our own very our very own Tron Carter. Uh, Phil's also, of course, known for his wedge play. He collaborated with the Callaway R and D to create the PM grind wedge. I can't really describe this thing. You have to at least go look at this wedge. How big and high the toe of it is. And it has got grooves that go all the way to the edge and all the way to the hosel. For a player that lives very close to the hosel like myself, I might want to look into that. It allows for a ton of versatility around the greens. I believe Neil has described it uh, as cheating. It feels like cheating around the greens with the PM grind. So, uh, Not surprisingly, Phil was also the first player to game a Chrome Soft with triple track technology to help his alignment. Not just on putts, but also on tee shots. And we'll also discuss how he probably could have used the triple track uh, much earlier in his career as it seemed to be have been defined by missing a lot of short putts earlier in his career. Uh, you can learn more about Phil's equipment at CallawayGolf.com and learn how to hit bombs from Phil on Callaway's YouTube channel. Without any further delay, here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the No Laying Up podcast. Uh, another book report edition. We have uh, a substitute teacher for today. Uh, the t- actually kind of one of those situations where the teacher is going to be a student in the classroom. That student is going to be Mr. Neil Schuster.
3: I'm a TA in, in Professor Randy's course today, and I'm thrilled to. Uh, he, professor's putting his glasses on right now, uh, which is which is fitting. Wow,
2: that's getting me. Randy,
3: I am excited. My notebook's open. Uh, you know, pencils out, laptops down.
0: But thank you. Um,
3: let me let me give you a here.
0: chance to introduce everyone oh, okay. here. Oh gosh,
2: <laughs> he's all excited to get the class started here. TC is here. <laughs> Hello, Sally. Mr. DJ Pie is here as well. Hey, greetings. Hello. And now finally time for the professor. Big Randy here to talk about one of his favorite topics maybe in the world. Mr. You you know what? You introduce it.
0: We uh the today's subject is one Philip Alfred Mickelson. Alfred? Yeah. Learning stuff is, already. Wow. <laughs> 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 Write that down. Right. out.
4: What are you doing? How about the fact that Randy used to be an actual substitute teacher? That's yeah.
0: God, that's No teacher. one at this table is more qualified for this. We could do a whole another podcast on that. The key, I'll say this. the key to substitute teaching. You have to quickly establish that you care less than the students. <laughs> that's the only way to gain the upper hand.
2: Is that your approach to today's lesson?
0: It is <laughs> <laughs> yeah, somewhat. It's so like
3: much. the line from Office Space when he's talking about jail. It's like Within the first twenty-four hours, either beat someone up or become someone's bitch. <laughs> Conjugal visits, yeah.
0: Not that I'm aware. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna dive into the the life and career of of Phil Mickelson.
2: Can you set the scene first for your unabashed love for the man? How that dates back and 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 why?
0: Yeah, uh, great question. I will never apologize for being a Phil Mickelson fan. I grew up a huge, huge fan of his. I think. Uh, I mean, anytime somebody shares your your first name, I mean, you, you got to be a fan, right? Big, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but no, I'm I, I th- Phil Taderring <laughs> <fan. laughs> I think I was uh, coming of age, right? Um, although he was, you know, the second, third, fourth best player out on tour, he he was in a way an underdog to Tiger. The
2: heartbreak kid.
0: And he was the heartbreak kid. He was 0 for 46, which we'll get into in his first majors. Um, <laughs> uh, 11 and a
2: half years of majors. <laughs>
0: Sick. And uh, I, I think I was naturally drawn to that. And then more than that, I his style of play was always – I just appreciated it, right, that the, the gopher broke, reckless, uh, swashbuckling – play he exhibited on the course was fun, and... um,
5: I was hoping you'd say swashbuckling.
0: Yeah, (laughs) and I guess more than that, you know, say what you will about it, we can get into some of it, but he had a certain persona and charisma on the golf course, and and the way he treated fans, and the way he would talk to media and give stand-up answers, and I I don't know, I appreciate it, especially in contrast to... Tiger and everything about Tiger Woods at the time. Can so. I ask
4: you kind of an existential question? I was thinking about. Yeah, it seems like everything Phil runs antithetical to everything Big Randy.
0: Well, and I'm curious how those two
4: things square for for. <laughs> is it an opposites attract? You situation? willingly let him pull the wool over your eyes. I, I don't know. I, I'm yeah. curious if if you've thought about that and if that's a fair assessment. I have.
0: I think. I think my admiration. And fandom for him was solidified at a young enough age where, one, I wasn't really aware of, you know, maybe this could be an act. And, and two, I, I wasn't fully formed in my <laughs> pessimism or cynicism about, about the world. And so... It's I, kind I, of like he's grandfathered in. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I think that's exactly the right term.
5: Um, He's outside the statute of limitations.
0: Yes, but it's it's a point well taken. <laughs>
5: but also good I mean maybe this is a discussion for afterwards, but you know if somebody's been acting quote unquote acting like something for 25 years, isn't that who they are at this point?
0: Well, I think that's that's a very good point as well. It's at some point you fake it till you make it, right? I think there's gonna be a lot of parallels with the, the Garth Brooks documentary, uh, the Garth Brooks
3: podcast we did. I didn't never made the Phil Garth comparison. that's a really good one.
2: Yeah, the one question just is going to set the scene for today's lesson, um, kind of in comparing how American history books maybe conveniently leave some things out, you know, and, and when I look back at my time in school, I was like, wow, why didn't I learn about that? Is the name Billy Walters going to come up in Whoa. today's lesson?
0: We we will devote okay. some time to Billy Walters. So we're getting the real, we're getting the yeah. real story today. Yeah. Um, and so the format I want to use, I want to go, I, I feel like chronologically is is the easiest way to go about it. So let's just dive in. Let's go. He turns fifty this year, so he was. Born. This is chronological. Well, <laughs> that's, so that's. You gonna it. hit us with any trivia? Um, <laughs> you gonna hit the class with any trivia? Well, here's your first trivia question. If he turns fifty this year, what year was he born, Neil? Nineteen seventy. Nineteen seventy. That's right. So He's just sorry. pet over yeah, there, yeah, yeah, Solly. Sorry. Sorry. Hey, hey, okay, no. call got, on me. I had my hand raised got, the whole time. We got time. Solly
3: sitting in front, and then DJ sitting kind of in the back. Like, yeah, Professor, uh, I think you're full of shit. Uh, <laughs> how can you actually like this guy? Put a gold star up by my name.
0: So he's born in 1970 to Philip and Mary Mickelson, San Diego, California.
5: Is he the second?
0: Uh, he's not technically the second, but I don't know. Um, I don't know if he's a junior. I, d- I didn't see anything about him being a junior. Don't you have either. to
2: have the same middle name to be a second? Listen, mm-hmm. I'm asking the the second. Well, they didn't here. say.
5: Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm the second. <laughs> I'm not junior. I'm the second. Cause no, my dad I'm, was like we're not, not um, we were like, "We're not. We're not doing that shit." But we're not. I don't that think. Shit. I don't think Randy said uh, <laughs> said his father's middle name?
0: Honestly, it's not my notes. It's a good question. Why don't you come to my office hours? <laughs> uh, we can discuss that further. Uh, he's right-handed and everything. This is your first little trivia. I think everybody knows this, right? He's right-handed, but became left-handed, mirroring his father's swing. Uh, so as his father practiced in the garage right-handed, young Phil would stand across from him and mirror his father's action, which created a left-handed swing. His father was an avid golfer. They had a short game area in their backyard, uh, which I think goes a long way to Phil becoming the, the short game artist uh, that he would become. Really not much is, you know, very typical childhood. Obviously loves golf. There are stories about, you know, one time at age four, he ran away from home with a golf club and a bag of balls, and a neighbor found him down the street and returned him home.
2: Uh, is this his version of Greg Norman getting caught off the uh- – on his boat by the Coast Guard is like, a, hey, it's the wine guy, not the golf guy. Maybe he was just playing around around the neighborhood.
0: Well, Did as he the, run as away? the story went, yeah, he, he was like mad about something, so he, he was going to run away. And I may have missed it. He grew up in Southern California? San Diego. San Diego. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I want to point you, know, obviously, he's an avid golfer. The The first uh, career milestone comes in 1980, where he wins the Junior World Golf Championship in the boys' 9-10 to division. It would be... In San Diego. In San Diego, correct. Yeah. It would be the only World Golf Championship he would win, though. Uh, four years later, in 1984...
5: Is, is that official WGC event? It's not,
0: Okay. no. Um, four years later, he would lose. Uh, he would be runner-up uh, in the 13-14 <clears throat> division to a South African named Ernest Ells. Um, Great photo from that day. Yeah, yeah. Was uh, Ernie a big unit back then? Big unit. Yes. Has always been a big unit. He kind of looked like Freddie, actually, as a
4: teenager. Well,
5: it's funny you mentioned Freddie is actually modeling. I'm a righty. Freddie's a lefty. He's modeling my swing. There so you his go. He comes way over the top. And... <laughs> <laughs> Freddie's kind of a
0: swashbuckler too, for sure. A young swashbuckler. Great hair. You know. The only other boys' junior uh, event that I wanted to point to again, he finishes runner-up, uh, maybe setting a, a bit of a motif for later in his in his career. In 1986, he finished runner-up at the Junior Worlds to Carito Villa Roman. And what was significant about this was he finished runner up by 11 shots. Mr. Carrito uh, shot a 15 under, a, a record at the event, and absolutely dusted the field. And I thought that was kind of interesting because I have never heard of Carrito Villa Ramon.
2: But that's yeah. next week's lesson.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so does he come back into the story later? Not at all. No. Um, <laughs> in, so get this. <laughs> Top yeah. so so 10 what if guys, we might need to change. Um, <laughs> so he, he graduates from the University of San Diego High School. Uh, I don't. I guess it's a high school on the campus of University of San Diego. That name threw me for a loop. University of San Diego. Are There's the Dons. No, that's San Francisco. Oh, that's right. Yes, um, they're the
3: not the Aztecs at San Diego State. San Diego the, State. The, the
0: Toros. The Torres, Toros. Toros. Yeah. Yeah. exactly right. But this yeah. was the University of San Diego High, high school. school. So I don't know what the high school mascot was. He. He graduates in uh, in nineteen eighty nine. He heads, or excuse me, nineteen eighty eight, and he heads to, of course, Arizona State. Of course. Uh, Forks up, and I just want to take you through. I'm not sure people appreciate how good his college career was. So, as a freshman, he wins the NCAA championship. He plays on the Walker Cup team. Comes back his sophomore year, wins the Pac-10 championship, the NCAA championship, and the U.S. Amateur. Quick note on the U.S. Amateur. He defeated Manny Zerman, 5-4 and four, at Cherry Hills. Manny Zerman finished runner-up two times in a row at the, at the USAM, 1990 and 1991. DJ, you're shaking your yeah, head. You knew that?
4: Uh, Sean Martin, a huge Manny Zerman fan. He yeah. would
3: ring that up all the time. Uh, was he, is Did he turn pro?
0: I believe he's a teaching pro now. Yeah, I, I'm I sure say. he had a go of professional yeah. golf. He went to Arizona. Uh, he and Phil were actually high school teachers. Uh, Teammates at the University of San Diego High School. Manny was from South Africa, but moved over to the States um, and then went to Arizona. And I believe he's now a teaching pro in South Florida. Uh, But anyway, uh, a quick note on that U.S. Amateur win. On the first hole of the final, uh, Phil conceded a 30-foot par putt to Zerman. Uh, Mickelson had a 2-foot birdie putt and conceded the par putt to Zerman, uh, saying later that I wasn't going to try to lag a two-footer. I, you know, this is me putting words in his mouth now. I knew I had to make it, which I think is the first fig jam. <laughs> <laughs> like, like Imagine that. Your opponent's 30 feet out. Good, it's the then. first hole of the USAM final. You're good, man. Uh, I'm just going to put all this pressure on myself to make this two-foot birdie putt because I don't want to lag it.
2: That's sick. I've never heard that just, story. Just, just like Big Randy, the <laughs> <laughs> <A> true
0: celebration. <laughs> God, so he was, story. yeah, he would go on. That was at Cherry Hills. He obviously won the USAM. Uh, became the first person since Jack Nicholas in 1961 to win both the NCAA and the USAM in the same year. Became the first left-handed swinger to win the USAM. Wow! Man. And in 1990, wins the Fred Haskins Award for the top. Uh, kind of the Heisman Trophy of, of college golf. So that's his sophomore year at Arizona State. Let's turn now to his junior year. This is at a time you got to remember people aren't turning pro early. Um, you know, these days I think he wouldn't have seen his his sophomore year. It was, you know, besides that, it was pre 9 11. You got to remember it was pre 9 11. So in
2: 1991,
0: he's the two time NCAA defending champion. He does not win the NCAA championship in 1991. Warren Chute of UNLV wins, Phil finishes tied for fourth. He also does not win the USAM, loses in the round of 16. He does, however, win the Fred Haskins Award, again as the the top college golfer. Uh, And, oh, yeah, what also was special about 1991, he also won on the PGA Tour. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So as a college junior, he wins uh, the PGA Tour's Northern Telecom Open, in Tucson, by a stroke, and he got the he got the the dumbass helmet. The, no, not the dumbass helmet. It's the Conquistador's helmet. Sick. Was it, that the old? That's not the Phoenix Open. No, it's no. it's a it's it's a bygone tournament. Actually,
5: um, it's the Tucson event, which our friend Jim Thorpe won back to back years. Oh. Went back when it was a match play event, of course. Of
2: course. A quick break here to introduce a new partner here to the No Lang Up podcast, and that's Rio Mar Shoes. Rio Mar R I O M A R. If you're like me, I've always kind of struggled with a casual shoe to wear to and from the golf course and just a casual shoe for summer. You know, tennis shoes can be a little bit too sporty sometimes, loafers can be a bit too stuffy. This fits that right in between. I love a shoe that you can wear without socks. Every other loafer I've ever worn, the shoes just end up stinking really, really badly after wearing them without socks, but you can wear these. They have an actual breathable, odorless lining uh, that are, are meant especially to fight the smelliness that goes inside of shoes. I can't tell you how many good pairs of shoes I've thrown away just cause they started to smell. Um, you can wear them with socks if you want. They're great shoes for summer and for spring and maybe even into fall, depending on what kind of climate you live in. Maybe I'm not a big tinkerer, but they got customizable bearings that you can swap out styles just to change the look of your shoe while you're traveling. Uh, instead of uh, p- traveling with multiple pairs of shoes, you can just swap it out, change your bearings, not the actual sole, uh, they're waterproof. I, the, the benefits of these shoes are endless, and you can go to their website, check it out, riomarshoes.com. You can use promo code NLU15, get 15% off your first pair and any extra set of bearings you want. They're a small shop as well, so if you want something special, just like you can email the merch czar in our shop, you can email the Commodore. He will do his best to oblige. So if you're worried about sizing and fit, don't. They want you in the best fit for you. They'll happily exchange your kicks, so don't sleep on this rare opportunity to get a discount, r i o m a r R-I-O-M-A-R.com. Use promo code NLU15 for 15% off at checkout. Let's get back to the pod.
0: So just a couple things to note from that. He became the sixth amateur to win on tour. He is still the last person to do that. Obviously, he was 20 years old when he won. In the final round, tripled the 14th hole. He was leading. He tripled the 14th hole to go three down. <laughs> but then birdied 16 and 18 uh, for the one-shot victory. Rossi <laughs> So again, even even as a 20-year-old uh, at the start of his PGA career, y- you know he he's essentially he's always been that guy. This was 91.
5: Yeah. Okay. And you know he played the Walker Cup that year too. His second Walker Cup. Yeah. I just want to give a shout out to the team. Please. Alan Doyle, uh, who was had to have been mid-40s at that point. <laughs> David Duval, David Eager, Franklin Langham, Bob May, Phil Mickelson, Tom Shearer, Jay Sigel, Mike Sposa, <laughs> and Mitch Voges. That's, that's any great
0: and he, names in and
3: there. And he
5: partnered with, with Bob May in one or two of the matches. You guys too. talked
3: about that with Bob May, didn't you? I think we, we did. talked about his walker. Yeah, I don't know oh, if was got, got Port, into his Port trap Barney. draw episode 6 or something like <laughs> no. that. Bob May
0: was trap draw episode...
3: One. Yeah, was he? That was no. back
5: when you had to have been runner up in a major in to get
2: on to the, the get trap on. draw. Yeah, Van was on. Yeah. I want to know how we many ways. On. How many ways Phil qualified for the '91 Masters? Because he won the USAM. <laughs> he also won a tour event. To get as an amateur, he's, and shrinking, still, he's shrinking the field. He still played in the, or he played as an amateur in ninety one, in ninety one. Right? Yes, yeah.
0: yeah, correct. Because I was going to say he comes back to school for his senior year in nineteen ninety two. Unfinished business. Jeez. Unfinished business. That's uh, a bit.
2: That's a fig jam move. Wait,
0: too. so
5: all right, so he, he comes back, but then he he turns pro midway through. I know I'm probably fast forward. No, no, no. he
0: he completes. Uh, he turns pro in June of 1992. He played all four years. Yeah. I thought he went pro. All American
4: early. all four years, baby. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Ah, he, that'll to teach me, that's, you for jumping ahead.
3: That's a bit of the Don't read ahead. jam move of like, oh, yeah, the, the money's going to come. Like, right. I'm that good. Well, like, I think you, I got unfinished business right here, and then we'll get to that stuff later. I think you mentioned that,
0: like, people just, you didn't turn pro early. No, you didn't turn pro. I mean, you look at all the college sports, it's, it's full of really, like, people would go, if you left pro one year early, that was like what people did, maybe, but yeah people people went all for you. aren't there
5: stories of him walking around with oodles of cash though <laughs> like from his like during
0: his college days? um I couldn't find any on the record, but I'm sure you know. <laughs> Who could possibly say? It? I'm sure you had some fun. Listen, at
3: Randy, State. some of the messages I've got about Greg Norman the last week, I, I'm sure there's going to be <laughs> yeah, some DMs yeah. coming your way
2: with some deets that I hope you share with us. That might be in the off book report. Uh, yeah.
0: So, 1992, he comes back as a senior. He wins the NCAA championship for the third time. He Wins the Fred Haskins Award for the third time, joining uh, Ben Crenshaw as the only three-time winners. I ever heard of him? <laughs> <laughs> he uh, so he wraps up his college career, winning sixteen tournaments and fifty-one starts. And then, as I mentioned, he turns pro uh, shortly after graduation in uh, in the spring. Obviously, doesn't need to go to Q School. Goes right onto the tour because of his uh, his PGA Tour win. Um, he <laughs> was too busy winning. <laughs> <laughs> so they hold that exemption. Once you've won for two
3: years, like that's the exemption for winning a tournament, right? Yeah, you get two, two full years plus, after the yeah. current year. Yeah, even if you're not a professional.
2: Apparently, yeah. how about
3: that? Yeah. What uh, it hasn't
4: really come up much?
2: I yeah, know that's what <laughs> I've <I'm laughs> never asked. really thought about <laughs> it. Never thought yeah. about that. This might be a dumb question. He's the most recent amateur to win an event, right? On yeah, the, yeah, yeah the He's the still the tour. yes, correct, correct.
3: Come on, pay what? attention. What? Russell Henley won
5: uh, a, a web tour event.
2: Gotcha in in Athens. Correct. And Shane Lowry won the Irish Open as an amateur. Correct.
0: 1993, is his first year on on tour. The only real significant thing to note, uh, besides he won twice, was he hires Jim Bones McKay as his caddy. Obviously, a relationship that will uh, will last a long time. What tournaments did he win? Uh, the Buick Invitational at Torrey Pines and the International in, uh, in Colorado, I think. Is that the Stableford one? That was yeah, it? Castle Pines. Oh, wow. Wasn't so he just. Yes, Castle Yeah. That's. What a format for him, yeah. just <laughs> going low,
4: Jacques Cousteau style. <laughs> Did you – so I don't know if you, if this is in your notes,
0: uh, but wasn't his college golf coach – was that Steve Loy? Steve Loy. Yeah, good – good, uh, great question. What's your name? DJ. Uh, DJ. Yeah, <laughs> DJ. yeah. 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 great Happy, question, DJ. No, thanks. Happy to be here. Um, Steve Loy was his college coach at Arizona State and then transitioned – Shout out to Calvin Benjamin. Thank you uh, – to – his agent and business manager upon graduation.
4: Only reason I bring that up is A, it's foreshadowing of something his brother will exactly will do later. And B, it's a pretty baller move or or weird move, I don't really know, to uh be a very like successful college coach of a three time national champion and then be like, Fuck this, I'm an agent now. Yeah. Let's manage this business.
0: Well, I think when you get certain show ponies, exactly. Yeah, you gotta attach your totally. your cart to yeah. To the generational guys, I'd like to give a shout out to Amy
5: Mickelson. I know we'll get to her.
0: Yes, we will. But they,
5: I guess they met when he was at Arizona State. She was a junior in, in college and was a Phoenix Suns cheerleader at the same time. So she wow. had already gone pro. A lot of people something, pro. Than <laughs> something other <laughs> than something. Well,
3: some people consider cheerleading a sport.
5: Exactly. She, but she, she went and she kept going with her degree while doing the Phoenix Suns. Very cool. Yep. Do you have the?
4: Do you have the? first date story in your notes? I don't. Do you have it? Yeah. Well, he he tells it all the time, but he talks about how he was a psychology major. Yeah. And so he made sure that their first date was to a scary movie because he knew that, you know, this sounds like sociopath stuff, but he knew that, like you know, heightened, uh, whatever your, your adrenaline gets going, which makes you implicitly like trust the person next to you more. He's like, yeah, there was all this, all this science that went into why I chose the first date because I knew she would be nervous. She'd be more, you know, more apt to kind of like, let me, you know, let me in, you know? And, uh, he's like, again, yeah, it, it worked out. He so, did that. He thought it on Faraday in the leather I was jacket. Say, that's what I <laughs> exactly. have heard that essentially
0: the, the fear and like the attraction, yeah, they are, go hand are hand kind hand. of the same physical responses, and so yeah. he was able to like substitute the attraction for the I, I You got to remember to scare the shit out of anyone you're attracted to. How
4: good the Suns, <laughs> the suns were at this point.
0: <laughs> oh, Kevin Johnson, my favorite. Cedric Sabalos, <laughs> exactly. Chuck Barkley, they were runner up yeah. uh, in '93. Dan, Dan
2: Marley, Thunder Dan, of course. Yeah. Do you have any notes of uh, of him running around with Barkley? I don't. Okay. Did he has he talked about that? That, that there's some stories out there that are like. Do you want to? Uh, yeah, I could I could touch a little bit on that. <laughs> Basically, like we, we, there, there we've was, got a
5: guest speaker. <laughs> there, was a,
2: there was some uh, some routes being run between Phoenix and Vegas, and there'd mm-hmm. be there'd be instances where like they'd be together and uh, in Vegas, and whatever you know, Chuck will be out till whatever in, at night, and it's there's situations where some of the people that may have been involved were also like, "Dude, he is out," and they play they're playing the Knicks like tomorrow night <laughs> in Phoenix. And they go and we're like we're taking the Knicks, man. This is crazy. Like Chuck is out super late, and Barkley would go back and put up like forty two and sixteen, <laughs> and the Suns would just wipe the floor with them. Uh, I,
0: yeah. Well, we're gonna get into some gambling stuff, of course. Tron, thank you for pointing that out. Those Phoenix Suns teams were were awesome.
5: Shout out to Paul Westfall.
0: Yeah, uh, head coach. <laughs> so shout out to everyone. Yeah. <laughs> really, shout out to everybody. The next. Five years on tour, really the time frame between 1994 and 1998. Phil establishes himself as, you know, a a very good player on tour. He wins 10 times, has seven top 10s at majors. He has two third place finishes, one at the PGA Championship, one at the Masters. Off the course, he nabs a speaking role in the 1996 film Tin Cup. Of course, I think everybody uh, is familiar with that. There was a story that I found apparently somebody bet him that he couldn't flop a ball over a tree on set and there was like a pool of 1,200 bucks uh, that people handied up for and so the story goes you know Mickelson, of course takes the bet uh, hits the flop shot and as the ball like essentially before it reaches its apex over the tree bends down and picks up the money uh, and and walks off. Um, that's pretty good. So he, <laughs> yeah, he, he made twelve hundred bucks on the set of Tin Cup. In nineteen ninety six, he marries he uh, Amy. They uh, they officially tie the knot after four years of dating, and so this all sets up. You know he's he, he's won over you know over ten times on tour. He's had some good major finishes.
5: Um, how wait? All right. So how like how are his first three or four years out on tour? Did it, was it
0: successful? Was it? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's he's won ten times. That's, he's he's, guy made he's now won twelve dollars.
3: times on tour, and he's got a third place at the Masters, a runner up somewhere at a PGA, a third place third. at the PGA, a third place at the Masters.
4: I think if you're freezing it right there, it's like 1997, baby. The next decade is mine. I'm <laughs> I am ready to take off.
2: Well, you know what? I'd like you know. We, obviously, we have the Tiger Tax, which you've geniusly put together of how much money did Tiger put in other people's uh, you know wallets. I think there should be a Phil tax calculation of just how much money, extra money, Phil has paid in taxes to live in California. <laughs> we're going to get there. Okay. We're
0: going to get there. So, yeah, Tron, I guess to answer your question, he's, you know, like, I, I have to think the, pe- the list of people who have won 12 times on tour is, you know, we're getting into yeah. rarefied air. I'm just saying, They're like, like Stricker's whole cootie. You know, yeah,
5: three of those wins were... Tucson, like, you know, is he winning big events? Take me, or is he just scratching the surface here?
0: He's scratching the surface. Like, he beats up the International. He beats up uh, the West Coast Swing, really. Okay. Um, Which he he does his whole career. So we go into 1999, and this is the first instance where this is kind of the initial wound in the U.S. Open that will develop all kinds of scar tissue throughout his career. Uh, This is the famous Beeper tournament. Uh, Amy's back home, eight, nine months pregnant. Uh, Phil's ready to leave at a moment's notice. They're expecting their first child would be their daughter, Amanda. So Phil shares the first-round lead. This is at Pinehurst number two. He shares the first-round lead with a 67. He shares the second-round lead after a a second-round 70. He's one back after the third round. He shoots a 73. Uh, And so we go into the final round. He's dueling with Payne Stewart, of course. Phil the cat chokes, the cat the cat chokes. People forget that. R.I.P. Cat. Right. Uh, Phil has a one shot lead going into 16 on Sunday. He bogeys after he misses a six foot par putt. Uh, Payne makes a 20 foot putt to save his par. Uh, So now Payne is tied. Payne, uh, this is 99. Yeah. Payne on the 17th hole. 16th. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Major pain. I got excited. I'm yeah. excited. No, Payne's, Payne makes a 20-footer for par on the 16th, and then birdies the 17th to gotcha. take a one-shot lead.
2: The nugget from that is, like, if you look at the scorecard that Phil signed afterward, he writes that two in, like, bold. Like, for when Payne makes the birdie, it looks like it's in pen, because he writes it so damn hard. It's like, God damn it. I, I
3: wonder if he got a Deuce coin. That's a good question. That
0: is a good question. Um... Mickelson misses a seven-foot possibly. putt on 17, and then of course on 18, everybody knows Payne makes his 15-footer uh, to win. So just the the, the, the what, what I wanted to paint there was obviously Phil misses a couple short putts, uh, Payne makes some tremendous putts, and Phil finishes runner-up at the U.S. Open. This is he's back using when that little-ass uh, heel shafted thing,
5: right? Well, the Chrome Yonix, right?
0: Yeah. Uh, and I do want to mention, Phil's I think it looks early... I like, like 31 inches long. We're going to get into other sponsorships through the years, but Phil's early sponsorships might be the best the game has seen uh, between Hugo Boss, Rolex. Uh, you know, Yonix. Yonix. Sometimes he would wear the, the tour visor. In the early days, he just wouldn't wear a hat at all. Uh, great he, flow.
3: That was pre-Bearing Point. All pre, yeah.
0: Oh. You gotta remember this. Gotta is gotta all, remember this all pre, pre, Point. Pre, Point era. <laughs> pre any kind of real financial. We, Neil, Neil, we haven't even
5: gotten to Ford Bearing Point yet. <laughs> <laughs> that's the Dark Ages.
2: Well, this is my mem- my lasting memory of like as a like a high school, middle school golfer around this time was just you're talking about Phil missing these short putts. Like that's all I remember. It was just like, oh, yep. he, he's not gonna make this. Like no, they wouldn't even touch the hole. Like they weren't even close. That's true. And then things yeah. flipped eventually for him, where he started making those putts. But for so long, and I will we'll get the Shinnecock, it's just like, no, he's not going to make this. As like a 100%. kid, I thought
3: I was like, man, this guy's so good, he just can't make any like short
4: ones. Complete putts. Can't yeah. make any putts. Yeah. What I never thought of when I was a kid, I, I lockstep word for word with you. What I never thought of was like, man, this guy hits it close a lot. <laughs> yeah, I know. Which is what I should have thought. <laughs> yeah. right? It's like, like man, he,
3: well, he always hits how it close. Many,
5: how many shots <laughs> do you think he costs himself every week by? Playing that short ass blade putter, or because
3: that that's what I always come back to is like, Man, he looked cool, but like, was he playing <laughs> the wrong stuff? Yeah, because every I bet all of us tried to, you know, play. I tried to play a blade putter, was like, Oh, that's so swaggy, I didn't make any.
0: <laughs> you know? uh, well, that's great foreshadowing, too. We'll get to something along those lines, Tron. Uh, so I, I want to take us now into the year 2000 and I want to focus on a four year window between 2000 and 2003. In that window, uh, he wins eight more times on tour. He collects eight top tens in majors, including three straight third-place finishes at Augusta. And then he also has runner-ups at the 2001 PGA Championship and the 2002 U.S. Open.
2: Oh, one, that's when David Thomas broke his back by laying up on 18.
0: Yes, correct. Um, And then the 02 U.S. Open, I believe, is Beth Page? Yep. Which he wasn't really. It's a runner-up, but he wasn't really. That was kind of
2: Tiger's. The galleries were pulling for him, super, super hard, and Tiger had it by. Yeah, it wasn't.
3: It wasn't a near miss. Was that this when Sergio couldn't pull the trigger? Yes, the waggle situation of Beth Page. Yeah. Okay. Two
5: thousand Bell South Classic. Phil won. Shortened to three rounds. You guys know who who the runner-up was?
1: I
0: I
5: don't. Gary Nicholas. Really? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs)
0: The amateur, huh? Uh, so that's on the course. I want to go through some off the course stuff between that 2000 to 2003 mm. window. Mm. Uh, the first thing I want to talk about is in August of 2000, Phil places a twenty thousand dollar bet on the Baltimore Ravens. <laughs> oh, that's right, at twenty two to one to win the Super Bowl. Baltimore goes on to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> and Phil collects $440,000. Uh that Ravens team, shout out Trent Dilfer, shout, was, out shout out Ray Lewis, Ray Lewis. <laughs> shout out Whiteman Mink Coats, Ed Reed. Or was Ed Reed?
3: Was, was no, that, right. pre, that was pre was that pre Ed? No, Reed? I,
0: I think that was firmly Ed Reed. Yeah, that was Ed Reed. Okay. Yeah. Uh shout out the club and where Well, was that it? was the
5: next year, I that thought. That was the next year? Yeah, it was the Cobalt Lounge.
0: Okay. Um,
3: I thought it was the year before, and then he goes on to win the Super Bowl. Hold on, hold well, please.
0: While while you look that up, let me let me. Uh, in April of two thousand one, uh, Phil claims to have correctly bet on Duke to win the NCAA championship. I could not find.
2: He and Floyd Mayweather win. are some of the most successful way bettors I've ever seen. You know, they, they I just I see so many winning tickets. Well, and him. Vegas Dave. Yeah, that's right. Vegas Dave how, do, how does he do it?
0: Wales only. Phoenix Phil. <laughs> and in the spring of two thousand and one, he places another twenty thousand dollar bet on the Arizona Diamondbacks to win the two thousand and one World Series at thirty eight to one. Shut up. They go on to win the World Series. He collects seven hundred and sixty thousand dollars. Shout out to Luis Gonzalez. Um This know, is the
2: most Phil thing ever, by the way. Not to publicize the He's yes. winning bets to make sure he has to pay taxes on it. Like he doesn't care about the actual money; it's just flexing on people that he that he won the bets. I Also, to what he Tron... mentioned
4: was he bet sixty grand for
0: the on the Orioles to win <laughs> the <that> Series <laughs> that year.
3: That, that, was, that was Randy Johnson, Curt <clears throat> Schilling.
0: Uh, well, that's what I was gonna say. Tron's deep in research now with the Ray Lewis stuff, but of <laughs> I, course, the 2001 World Series was monumental for Curt Schilling, Dutch Boying his yeah. sock. Um, that was. No, 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 04. No, so he, no, Ford, no right? he Dutch boyed his sock with the Red Sox. Yeah.
4: No, 01 was the Yankees and. Oh, that's right. Yeah. 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 yeah.
3: yeah.
5: So Schilling was God, on the Diamondbacks. Mistake. That I was the big like... unit in, uh, in yeah. Schilling.
3: Yeah. You know so those... hey, pay attention. Come on, chime back into I'm, class God, here. I'm, oh, I'm, I'm so, so ashamed. I
4: hold on. Put, put your personal device away. I, I was away, eager Mr. Carter.
3: to I'm trying to Sox find the Ray Lewis stuff. I have a feeling that Schilling and Mickelson, those guys seem like they must have gotten along when he was playing for the Diamondbacks.
4: Or they could have been just too like, too alpha for each other to hang out. Fair you know
5: what year was the super bowl they could won see, oh, one? could see
3: it could oh, go one, away. it could go all the way. All right, 2000 then.
5: was the was the
2: murder
3: yeah so it happened the year before that's why I was a, when ray lewis won the super bowl it was like very polarizing. How can you pull for this guy <laughs>
2: yeah uh, phil you know those uh those twitter accounts that carry that came out in the world cup that just like tweeted a million different scenarios that could happen and then deleted all the ones that didn't happen. So, like, the Twitter feed <laughs> yeah, was like, yeah. oh, penalty coming in the 91st minute, and everyone's like, see, it's all fixed? <laughs> That's Phil with betting. <laughs> he bets on everything and then shows you his winning ticket. Uh, yeah. Um, Allegedly. kind of
0: sick. So, in October of 2001, his second daughter, Sophia, is born. And also in 2001, the lower course at Whisper Rock opens to... A a lot of accolades. It's Phil Mickelson's first design venture. Uh, He worked with Gary Stevenson in 2002. I think I knew that. (laughs) Yeah, in 2002, uh, this is where this is this is where we start. I feel like this is a big transition. This is a big shift uh, in the life of 2002. Yeah.
5: Are you you talking about the Bob Hope Chrysler Classic when he beats David Berghonia Jr. in a playoff?
0: No. But that's, that is noteworthy. I'm talking about in September of 2002. David Bergogno is still claiming that broken heart as a <laughs> uh, major medical. I'm talking about in September of 2002 when he signs a multi-year deal with Ford, <laughs> which is one of the most amazing, inexplicable sponsorships I've ever seen uh in the world of golf a left chest deal too like this is
5: is
2: the nike swoosh of phil nicholson
5: do you
0: remember those
2: like
5: wearing four four xl shirts (laughs) yeah
0: (laughs) they're they're kind of like brown yellow off gold Mm -hmm. shirts with the ford with no collar Very bad. bad. like the mock turtleneck yeah um so let's go to 2003 now with like Uh, the shiny black pants yeah yeah, how long did that
5: did that last for that sponsorship
0: uh Multiple years, I think to like 2005. I don't have the exact date.
5: I just remember the the Doral. He was playing Doral like. The picture well, of the, yeah, the, that the picture. Here. And then he and he and Cat went toe to toe at Doral one year,
3: right? Well, that, that, that was the year. I, yeah. well, I would love to hear Phil explain why he did that sponsorship. We all know it's because they rolled up a you know U-Haul with money in it. But he'd be like, you know, I I took a F-150 for a test drive, and I you know you would have like some like really American made. <laughs> yeah, he'd have some logical, like, uh, rambling answer that would that would make a lot of sense, but then be like, "That's not true." It would be this like, whole web. Second. of yeah. cars.
2: So yeah. you know Rick Smith, like I Rick Smith's bad example. <laughs> Do you know Rick, uh, Rick? Rick Wilson? Yeah. So I met him at yeah. this function. He introduces me to Steve uh, Steve Bartholomew over here, who runs this <laughs> yeah. foundation, and it, that's that's how I met the guy from Ford.
0: Yeah, and they're really doing some great stuff with these cars. Yeah,
2: yeah. track you know. <laughs>
0: Uh, So February 2003 uh, is where he's quoted as saying, uh, he takes, he pokes the cat. He, Tiger, Mm. hates that I can fly it past him now. I'm quoting Mickelson. He has a faster swing speed than I do, but he has inferior equipment. Tiger's the only player who's good enough to overcome the equipment he's stuck with. This was an interview Phil gave to Golf Magazine. Uh, He went on to say, I'm thrilled with my Titleist equipment and proud to represent the company, but my... I'm sorry. He gets blowback from this. Do you guys remember? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. Which, like,
2: even hearing it again, it's like, that wasn't even a diss to Tiger. It's like, hey, dude, you're better than me. Like, I just have really good equipment. Yeah. And t- everyone's like, oh, my God, he has slammed Tiger Woods. Like, he, he literally said Tiger is way better than me. Right. He The, just, the tone's <laughs> a little tough. <laughs> like,
4: well, well, yeah, I can't a, believe you'd
2: sign that deal. Well, it's a diss on, like, the equipment company more than it is Tiger. But the equipment company's paying Tiger, right. too. Yeah. It's also the I don't the, think it was done as a favor to Tiger. Maybe the first <laughs> example of
3: of uh hashtag #hitting bombs with Phil Well, Tiger ironically, '03,
0: he didn't even win. No, it, it, it's it's uh, it's a bad he, year and we're going to He gonna was get playing inferior equipment at that, well, at that gonna, time. Well, we're going we're going to get into that. So, he 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 kind of walks back the statement he says, "I'm thrilled with my tireless equipment, proud to represent the company, but my remark was absolutely not intended as a knock on any other manufacturer, which I don't know how that. <laughs> know how Ian, that's you gotta remember th- this
5: is before golf is intent based.
2: Well, it sounds a lot like the Watson press conference at twenty fourteen. Oh, I'm sorry, you took it that way. No, that's Correct. not that's not what I meant. I didn't take the, mean that as a shot at Mr. Watson.
0: Yeah, like uh, um, March two thousand three, his son Evan is born, and this is I think this goes a long way to why his his two thousand three season was not good. Uh, Very difficult pregnancy. Mickelson would later say uh, he, his son, didn't breathe for seven minutes, and had the emergency nurses not been there with the equipment ready, he might have had some severe brain damage or other circumstances. Uh, It was also touch and go for his wife. He said, we were two or three minutes away from losing her, Mickelson said. So very um, traumatic, obviously, uh, experience during the pregnancy there, which... That's, 2000... That's 2003, three, three, which I think goes into why, you know, 2003 was more or less a, a lost year on the course for him. Makes sense. So we roll into 2004. Everybody's healthy. Everybody's happy, presumably. He wins his first start of the season at the Bob Hope. Um, Beat Skip Kendall. <laughs> Thank you. Your boy. <laughs> um, and we we roll into Augusta now, over for 46 in majors. And I think this is where he's firmly... You know, has the mantle of best player to never win a major. And and where are you this week? I am in Hilton Head, South Carolina. I am a sophomore at Washington and Lee. We are on spring break. We have rented a house with some other people. Your family or your friends? Friends, friends, college spring break. Uh, And he shoots a final round 69, including a 31 on the back nine to win by a shot over Ernest Ells. Gets him back for that boys (laughs) 13-14 championship that Els got, nipped him on. Uh, He
5: shot shot three consecutive 69s.
0: Yeah. uh, Birdie's 18, obviously follows it with the infamous leap. I followed his leap with my own leap. I ran out the back of our rented house and jumped into... Like those that lagoon, if you've ever been in Hilton Head, there's, there's like alligators. Yeah, that's what I was kinda. gonna say. Well, I was a little inebriated, and I was just out there like celebrating. And the neighbor comes out, and he's like, "Hey, man, you you should really get out of there. There, you know, there are alligators all around." I said, "Okay, yeah, you're probably right." <laughs> so I climbed out of the lagoon, um, and it was just euphoric. And it I was think, a new world at that point. Well, and I was thinking about. You know, why do I love Phil Mickelson so much, which you asked me at the beginning, was I. the teams I really care about. The Cincinnati Reds won a World Series when I was six years old, and I didn't really have much of an appreciation for it. Phil Mickelson winning the Masters was really the only time a team I've or an individual that I've deeply cared about has won a, a title. And so I, I think it was just a monumental, like, Moment of my own fandom uh, when that putt went in. It was uh, it was very joyous. Congratulations! Literally, is it his time?
2: Great, Um, Nance call. Yeah, while that's on the way, is it his time? Yes, at long last. All of America was rooting for him, and if you look at the if you watch that replay, just the the absolute jubilation around that green. it it's a real, very real thing.
3: Randy, any of your friends on spring break? Uh, were they as invested as you or like none of them. Or were they like why is golf on?
0: No, they were they were watching, but none of them were invested. I remember they we got like a twelve pack of Corona? Mm. That's what we were drinking. Um underage don't drink underage.
3: Only a twelve pack. <laughs>
2: That <laughs> got you drunk enough to jump in the lagoon with gators.
4: Anybody, anybody else have any good 04 Masters yeah. memories?
2: Uh, my girlfriend dumped me that morning. Really? Yeah. <laughs> um, I remember that. That was not a setup. I did not know that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. And uh, I I remember that because after he made the putt, she like texted me like, oh, my God, did you see that? How crazy was that? And I was like, oh. Are we getting back together? I don't. Really, it's Mickelson, all happening. Did Phil Mickelson get us back together? Uh, we did not, and uh, I do remember that though. It's not you, it's me. It was me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so I want to roll forward to June, the Shinnecock U.S. Open. Phil three putts from five feet to make double on the seventy-first hole. Uh, It'll cost <laughs> to drop from a, a tie to to two back. Tough scene. Uh, he would. Lose to Retief Goosen by two shots. That, Shout out is. to the yes putter. Yeah, that's that's another heartbreaking U.S. Open runner up. That's
2: right. that's the same tournament he made the double on number seven, where they lost the green. Yeah, the, the goose is a is a interesting
3: character. I don't definitely feel like I know anything about. The goose was a killer there for a little while. He was. He kind of came on the scene and then left just as quickly. But he's kind of been killing on the Champions Tour too. Well, we talked
4: about. Uh, I forget. I, I don't. Know if Randy said it. That. A US Open W gets you like auto killer status. I mean, the guy had like two and three years. So is Lee right? Jansen
5: the, the jackal then?
2: Is it like one of the – you get like a teardrop tattoo if you, you <laughs> yeah, win the US good Open? Oh, we just Photoshop. guys <laughs> like has got the three <laughs> teardrop tattoos.
0: Uh-huh. Uh, so that's in June. In September, Phil signs an endorsement deal with Callaway after ending his Titleist deal 16 months early. Uh, word comes out the previous app. fall, 2003. Phil took heat from Tylus after he phoned a Callaway rep who had helped his brother with equipment. Uh, supposedly, Callaway played the voicemail. Phil left for him at its national salesman meeting. Sick. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> uh, so we're go back to Tylus. Tylus was less than pleased. Wally, and not happy. They agreed to terminate the contract 16 months early. Um, that's September 2004. Also in September 2004, two weeks later, Phil goes to the Ryder Cup (laughs) where uh, Captain Hal Sutton pairs he and Tiger together in two matches. They lose both. They lost in four ball to Monty and Padraig, two and one, and then they lost in alt shot to Darren Clark and Westwood. Clark and Westwood bogeyed 18 uh, and still beat Tiger and Phil. Uh, Phil said about the experience later, Quote, in alternate shot, you play with one ball, and that was the issue, Mickelson said. <laughs> Tiger found out the year before when we played at the President's Cup that the golf ball I was playing was not gonna work for him. He plays a very high spin ball and I play a very low spin ball. We had to come up and we had to come up in two days with a solution. So I grabbed a couple dozen of his balls, I went off to the side and I tried to learn his golf ball in a four or five hour session. I'm kind of an isolated uh, one of the other holes out there trying to find out how far the ball goes and it forced me to stop my preparation for the tournament to stop chipping stop putting and stop sharpening my game and stop learning the golf course <laughs> In the history of my career, I've never ball tested two days prior to a major. I've never done it. It doesn't allow me to play my best. What allows me to play my best is to learn the course, sharpen my touch on the greens, sharpen my chipping out of the rough, and ball striking, and so forth. Instead, I'm taking four or five hours, and I'm out trying to learn another ball to allow us to play our best. Had we known a month in advance we might have been able to make it work, I think we probably would have made it work, but we didn't know until two days prior. This is where Phil comes back to. I'm not trying to knock anybody here. <laughs> <laughs> no offense to anyone. No offense I actually anyone. loved how decisive Captain Sutton was. I feel like that's a sign of great leadership to be decisive. Had we had time to prepare, I think we would have made it work and could have had some success.
2: Apparently it was so bad. He was struggling with the ball so bad that he didn't want to do it on the South Course anymore, so he went to the North Course to like hide away from all the fans trying to figure out the golf ball. And like that's yeah. how bad But his game was also not in good shape, I think, at that point, and trying to learn the golf ball. But it was he was so far off the planet that he didn't want to do it in front of fans.
5: Isn't that kind of alpha? That like without even any conversation, he he just accedes to to the cat's ball.
2: Well, yeah, I mean, it's the cat. (laughs) For (laughs) sure, cat. We playing my ball. (laughs) Uh,
0: But that the the interesting thing in all of that was, uh, you know, so much is made of Phil deciding to to change equipment sponsors. but it was kind of there a neutral. I,
2: for one, support the move. I think he
5: couldn't have made a better decision. <laughs> there was some conjecture too as to whether, you know, Vegas played a, a role in it, some potential uh, accounts payable, perhaps. And I've,
2: I was hoping that would come up. I have tried to source that back to something, and I just wonder if that's one of those yeah. golf rumor things that just became truth. And I've never been able to get it. Like, hey, like of course, like it's hard to get somebody to go on the record that that was the case. That you know, it was gambling debts that were part of the reason. I'm sure that was a factor in his decision-making and, you know, I don't know, in wanting money, sponsors. I have no idea, but I can't get that. that that's just kind of became one of those lore things, along with a few other golf rumors. <laughs> I was going
0: to say there are a couple. But I was gonna <laughs> say, Shout out to Michael Jordan.
2: Yeah, that are just like <laughs> out, out there that are not, I, there's no basis effect. I, I can't find any basis effect. I'm not saying it's not true. I just don't know if it is As uh, factual as people make it out to be.
0: Yeah. Uh, November of that year, Phil shoots a 59 at the PGA Grand Slam of Golf, his uh, his lowest score in competition. Is
5: that considered an official 59?
0: Yeah. Is it? Yeah.
4: Let's go to our Bermuda expert, Neil. For sure. Yeah.
3: I mean, it's a a competition, Uh, official 59.
4: It's it's an official competition.
0: Yeah. It might not be like a tour 59, but it's a competitive 59.
4: Well, it's like Billy Mitchell said in King of Kong, you know. Let me know when he does
2: it at Augusta. Yeah, well,
0: that's, that's true. What matters. That's listen. That's fair. Uh, as, as
2: unofficial th- tournaments and minor tours, that's where it's listed. So there's a, there's a lot of lot more of those. So he is not Did I see listed David Gossett on, on the Wikipedia page uh, as PGA Tour fifty um, nines. Those fifty nine. So Furyk's fifty eight, Berger, Chip Beck, Duvall, Goidos, uh, Appleby, Furick again, JT. Adam Hadwin, Brant Snedeker, Kevin Chappell. Those are your 59s in PGA Tour history.
0: I didn't even know like half of those dudes shot 59.
2: (laughs) The unofficial ones for the PGA Tour, Shigeki Mariama's 58 in a U.S. Open qualifying round. David Gossett had a 59 at at Q School. Phil Mickelson's uh, at the PGA Grand Slam of Golf. And Harrison Frazier at qualifying school tournament. Imagine going to Q school and somebody shooting in the fifties.
0: Well, I was going to say, what if you run into a fifty-eight at U.S. Open qualifying? <laughs> <laughs> That's been one of the weird. Uh, Hang with them. One of the weird,
4: you know, big moments to, to topple during our golf lifetime. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like when that who's breaking in the, the sixty barrier. Yeah, I mean, Duval was kind of like the most recent one I remember when I was younger, and then remember it being a big deal. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, who was who was after Duval? Appleby. Or
0: was one of Furex? I don't know. Anyways, Uh, but yeah, (laughs) but yeah, now it's like Adam Hadwin shot it. Like, oh, you don't have to go live. (laughs) No idea. Hadwin had a
2: shot at fifty-eight. Yeah, Hadwin did it at The uh, Quinta, or yeah, Bob Hope. Yeah, whatever.
5: Appleby did it at the Military
4: Tribute. It's
5: true. Means even more there.
2: That's true. It was the Greenbauer Classic at the time. Well, no,
4: also, it's, people it's forget a military tribute. Stricker shot 60 the day. Uh, goito shot 50. It's always
0: been a military tribute in some form. Yeah.
5: It's just like, you know, you look at Phil's, uh, Phil's wins. Did, oh. did Phil, like Phil won. The new sponsor gets Phil won all the won back wins. Dura, so, so Phil has technically won the Mexico championship uh, twice now.
2: So Guy Berger did it in 77. Chip Beck did it in 91. Duvall, 99. So Duvall was third, and then Goidos and Appleby both did it in 10. Right. And then Furek did it in 13. Furek's might be the GOAT. Uh, oh, yeah. 59, because the field, like, he beat everyone by, like, at least seven or something that day. Yeah. The kid was on site that day. I watched it. It was fun. How about that. Yeah. So let's roll to 2005.
0: Uh, Phil wins three times early in the year. He wins out at Phoenix, he wins at Pebble, and he wins the Bell South in Atlanta. Um, I don't know when exactly this happened, but in 2005, he partners with ExxonMobil. He and uh, he and his wife Amy launched the Mickelson ExxonMobil Teaching Academy. The STEM initiative. Exactly. Shout out to science. Which I think, TC, is that what... Those commercials... Were you in the STEM academy <laughs> no. at that time? No, no. absolutely not. But th- those, those
5: commercials, they, were, they, <laughs> they played were on loop during <laughs> the Masters. Yeah. I'd also like to give a shout out to the Bell South Classic uh, that year as well. It was shortened to a... Uh, 54-hole event. He beat uh, Arjun Atwal, Rich Beam, Brant Job, and Jose Maria play That's
0: a great stable of, uh, of runner-ups there. Uh, so April, we go to the Masters, and I had forgotten about this. I want I want to remind you, after the first round, this is from a New York post report has the New York post has learned citing multiple sources who are eyewitnesses that BJ Singh and Phil Mickelson were involved in an explosive incident yesterday that it escalated into an animated shouting match that nearly evolved into blows exchanged inside the Augusta national champions locker room. I don't think I know about this <laughs> the go, go explosive
5: on. is such a, is such a New York <laughs> post descriptor.
0: Yeah. Uh, the story goes, Singh, the number one ranked player in the world, which, you know, that's kind of... Because he was a complete menace at that time. Delivered what one player called, quote, a completely classless move of, quote, <laughs> clear gamesmanship when he complained to a Masters referee about Mickelson's spikes early in yesterday's completion of the first round. Singh, playing in the group behind Mickelson, summoned a referee at the 12th hole where he was playing at the time and complained that Mickelson's spikes were leaving large spike marks in the green. The referee then caught up with Mickelson's group after they teed off on 13 and conveyed Singh's complaint to Mickelson. According to an eyewitness, the referee told Mickelson another official was going to be sent out to file down his spikes, causing one of Mickelson's playing partners, Stuart Appleby, to crack. What are they going to send? A blacksmith? (laughs) (laughs) The report goes on, the official with a file was never sent out, and Mickelson continued playing in his own size 12 Callaway shoes. Um, The official said... Catch me outside. <laughs> so according to bystanders, Mickelson remained calm, outwardly calm throughout this odd inquiry. Um, but according to two sources, the scene complaint infuriated Mickelson, the defending Masters champ, and later led to what one bystander termed, quote, a serious altercation between the two top players inside the locker room. Whoa, I had not I heard can't...
2: that. Kind of side with VJ on this one. Yeah, yeah, I remember grinding my feet on Augusta's greens.
0: <laughs> uh,
4: Phil, your spikes are too big. <laughs>
0: I will say one player, the, the, the New York Post story says, one player who requested anonymity was shocked by saying, saying, quote, you never do something like that in the middle of a round. That's something you take up with the player after the round is over. After and, you've, after after you've already missed, shocked. like, three putts. Yeah, um,
4: yeah I think I'm te- I might be Team VJ on this one
2: was some yeah there's some abusive abusive spike marks uh, or cleats in this in this era TC
4: as a metal spike guy what do you how do you feel
5: you know I only play metal spikes when it's approved by the course that's that's the TC, that's way. The TC
2: way. <laughs> <laughs> he's airing the greens for them
0: uh, unfortunately that was kind of the end of that incident um that we know of that we know of they you know they didn't beat each other up or anything uh, that we know of uh, that we know of so, uh, August is August of that year, 2005. He wins his second major, the PGA Championship at Baltusrol. Raw. Uh, he goes wire to wire, shares the lead in, in each of the rounds. Wasn't there a skiing accident at some point? Did we miss that? I, you know, I don't have a skiing accident in my notes. Okay. We can take that if, offline. If I could have one of my researchers uh, look into that, I'm going to turn the calendar to 2006. Uh, Does
5: anybody remember the 2005 PGA?
0: Roll, Monday I, finish. Yeah, do you remember it? I do. No. Well, Happening, I, no. Like, it could have been a simulation. I know just like I know what you're getting at. Well, I was glued, because, again, I'm a big fan. But uh, He
5: broke his leg skiing in Flagstaff in 1994, according to the New York Times. Which, uh,
2: a, a moment from 05 that... Uh, <laughs> kind of gets lost to history, is before he goes to hit his approach into the 18th green at Baltus Road, he goes over and taps Jack Nicholas's plaque Yes, and then misses the green. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, well, I remember him battling Elk. Elk, yeah. was, uh, elk okay. was right in there.
5: 05 was also just going to your personal history, and, and this will be a Cardinals quarterback later on. It was the year that Carson Palmer got his leg broken Ugh. by...
0: Chemo van old-hopping. Yeah. That was tough. <laughs> that was a tough scene. So 2006 in March, I found this interesting. At Doral, he hit a fan with his ball, broke the person's watch, and he gave him $200. Um, <laughs> April, he wins the, the Bell South.
5: 13-stroke uh, victory.
0: 13-shot victory. <laughs> uh, had two drivers in the bag. Oh, man. God.
4: That, that was a, a was that beautiful the end of the
5: Bell time. South? I think that might have been. Hold on, let me they, see what the last they year was. That yeah. might have been the, the Bell <laughs> South. They, they <laughs> canceled it. They're like this. Well, there was, was, there was, was two easy. more years. Uh, Zach Johnson won the next year over Ryuji Yamada in the worst playoff is ever. It
4: TBC Sugarloaf, or and then Ryuji Yamada won Cali the following year.
5: year. Uh, no, that was TBC Sugarloaf over Kenny Perry. Your boy. Um, there we go. But yeah, Phil Phil won at minus twenty eight.
4: Yeah. Uh,
2: Forever putting to bed the the phrase, if you have two drivers, do you really have one? Yeah, exactly.
0: Well, so he takes the two drivers. Sorry,
4: what was the point of the two drivers? Well,
0: uh, he he takes the two drivers in in the bag at Augusta. And the reasoning is, one is he didn't want to change his swing. So he said he can make the same swing with each driver. And one uh, was like an inch shorter and promoted a fade. And one was longer and with the same swing uh, promoted a draw.
5: I was actually playing two drivers at the same time. I was like, which low key? Like, like for like
0: three years.
2: God, that makes way more
0: sense than trying to draw a beta <laughs> driver. <laughs> um, so, yeah, the reasoning was he could make the same swing and the ball would react differently. What uh, did he take out? Do we know? I, I don't know exactly what club he took out. can't imagine he's out. taking like wedges out at Augusta.
2: I think he. I think it was three. I don't think he had a three wood. Maybe three. Yeah. Well, I don't know what hole he would hit a three. He wood went on. from
5: like driver to like driver, driver, and then two iron. But he could hit one of the drivers really well off the ground
1: too.
0: So he wins. It worked for him. He wins the <laughs> Masters, uh, second green jacket. He's now won two majors in a row, and we go to the U.S. Open in June of two thousand and six. A win at the U.S. Open, Um, he would join Tiger, Jack, and Ben Hogan as the only people to win three consecutive majors in the modern era. The final round, he held a two-stroke lead after the 15th hole on Sunday at Wingfoot. He bogeyed 16, and he parred 17. He has a one-shot lead standing on the 72nd hole to win three majors in a row. Uh, Of course, I don't have to tell you guys what happened next. Um you can if you want. It was just absolutely crushing. Blows his drive. Felix Baumgartner. Way left. I'm coming home. <laughs> left of left. Tries to hit an unbelievable recovery. Doesn't. Um, I I just, I don't want to. Uh, you know, I don't feel that bad for him for that one. I feel bad for Monty. People forget. Monty well, that's, Fairway. Yeah. People forget Jim Furyk bogeyed 18 to miss a potential playoff by one shot. Ogilvy made a mega up and down, though. Monty doubled 18. Didn't as Sean said, on
4: 18, I thought he chipped in on 18. Ogle. I thought he just hit a mega nippy. I I, I think he mega just nippy. hit it up to V kind of yeah. close. It could be wrong.
0: Mickelson would be quoted in Alan Shipnick's post game piece as saying, "quote I am still in shock that I just did that. I can't believe I just did that. I'm such an idiot."
1: <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: it was crushing. I gotta say, it was absolutely crushing. Did to me you cry? Personally um no i didn't cry i just remember it was just that, like just
3: numbness i remember watching that and when he hit the drive off the hospitality tent i was like whoa sick like this is awesome and then as progressively <laughs> as the holes went, i was like oh this this sucks like, <laughs> this like is every shot word. i was like oh no like i was like oh he's gonna get out of trouble like he'll be <laughs> fine and then it was like oh my god he blew it
0: i think what made it worse my brother-in-law uh, you guys know him is like the biggest Tiger Woods fan, and so just like the text messages and yeah, Goodbar's
5: piece of shit. Just <laughs> the grief I got in the wake of what that. an idiot! Did you see
4: where he hit it? <laughs> yeah. What was he doing? Because that was you're dead over there. If he wins
0: that, he's he's uh. he's on Tiger's level at that point in time. Like he almost surpasses Tiger as like yo, it's he he's he's the captain and now. It would have been
2: what three in a row? Is three he in though? In I uh Ogilvy chipped in on seventeen. Apologies for the error. I don't think he's surpassing Tiger.
0: At that moment in time, I think absolutely. He in be, the power he rankings. He'd be games. holding three three yeah. majors. Three belts concurrently.
5: Okay. And going okay. for the slam at the yeah. Open. Where was the Open in 06? Was that Lake Hoy oh, Hoylake, okay.
4: Um,
0: and then yeah, yeah. the cat reasserts <laughs> yeah. himself. Yeah, so exactly. Uh, nothing much to report uh, the rest of 2006, 2007. Uh, Did he, he make
5: the cut at the, at, at the Open at Hoylake?
0: Uh, I didn't write that in my notes. I think he did, but he wasn't competitive. He, let's see, 06. This was, this he,
2: Tiger T, missed T22. the cut. T22. Tiger missed the cut at 06. This was right after his dad died. Right. He was horribly unprepared. But yeah, yeah. If, so he would have won three in a row and Tiger's coming off an MC. I, I, I agree. I think power ranking-wise... I'm not saying the the, yeah. the, the careers match, but right. at that point in
0: time, I think Mickelson's the new... like He's the new He's captain. alpha. And yeah.
3: Maybe a dumb question. Was he number one in the world... Up to this never, point, never, never had, never been,
0: made a okay. one. Okay, that's Spoil- one. I was Spoil- sure. spoiler. I'll we'll touch yes. on that a little <laughs> bit, but yeah. So 2007, he switches <laughs> coaches. Yeah.
4: Uh, never player of the year, never number one.
0: Yeah, he drops Rick <laughs> Smith uh, and goes to Butch Harmon, in that's in April in May. He wins the Players. Did we ever get into? Uh, apologies if you don't
4: have it in your notes, but I've always been curious how him and Rick Smith got together. I don't know much about Rick Smith other Take than Dick Rick Smith, other
0: <laughs> than
2: his association with Phil.
0: I don't, I don't have that. I don't.
2: I think Faxon told the story of, like, he worked with Rick Smith, and Smith was famous for on the range. Like, somebody, you hit a bad shot, and then, like, you go hit another one, and you'd hit it well. Rick Smith would be like, oh, that was better. <laughs> <laughs>
5: no offense to Rick Smith. No,
0: no offense. No anymore. offense. Uh, 2008, I found this interesting. He was inducted into the National Italian American Sports Hall of Fame. Grazie. <laughs>
5: Can we go back Literally to him winning the he's, players? He's sure. Do you think that's the most unlikely victory of his career? Uh, um, or the British? Or I was going to say British that Open? or the
0: British Open. But, yes, it was tremendously unlikely. It what makes mean, it unlikely? What do, you, what do you mean?
2: He was wearing the the turtleneck, the mock turtleneck. Well, and it's, <laughs> it, it's
0: just such a precise golf course. Um, Off the tee. Like, you can't yeah. spray the ball. You can't. Essentially, any. It's not a good course setup for Phil's type of mistakes, where, you know, if you miss wide, usually that means you're in the water at Sawgrass. Um,
5: or if you go for a flag that, like, you get your hand caught in the cookie jar, like, you're probably not getting it up and down. Right.
2: Well, that, it, interestingly enough, that I think it was the first year they switched to May. And I would think his game would be better for March. Like, you could, the overseed is easier to hit out of, I think, than like spongy Bermuda. Yeah. Um, I don't, really Remember exactly how that course played in the first time in May, but um, interesting. Even he himself later on, like he missed the cut a couple years ago, I was like, How did, how did yeah, I? Yeah, that's win what here? I was gonna say. He, yeah,
0: he's, he's intimated the same shit
2: when he said, I'm gonna skip it yeah. <laughs> a few years
0: ago. God, that gets us in the whole like Phil 3.0 with the last few years. Yeah, so uh, June 2008, he finishes tied for 18th at the US Open. Uh, the only thing I wanted to bring to the group's attention was. He did not carry a driver in his bag for that Franken US Open. Wood. He would later, years later, say, quote, that was a mistake, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> no, Franken- wood Phil, was later. Is Phil
3: the king of the overcorrect? <laughs> yeah, might uh, right? is, yeah, you're right. Like, even was now, that. That was recently, it's
0: like, okay, I'm getting
3: old. Well, guess what? I'm just going to try to hit it as far as yeah. I can. It's like, No, now you're getting old. Yeah, it's a complete overcorrect for no Ran- reason.
5: Randy, which, which Northern Trust... Uh, Riviero victory was it 08 or 09 where the guy rolls down the hill? That's later, no, he didn't no, that win
4: was like that. 13. Oh, he didn't win that that was no. the year Bill Haas won. Yeah, Casey, yeah. you're taking us out of chronological. Exactly. No, I thought it was 08 or 09 because he, he went back gotta, to back at room. You gotta go, yeah, he did go back. Hey, raise we your hand
3: if you want to <laughs> ask a question in this class. <laughs> I'm sitting right next to the teacher, otherwise, right? pipe down.
0: So the not carrying a driver in the bag, uh, he would later say that that was. <laughs> yeah, and he, he, he would he would say, "quote What a great idea that was! I'm gonna play with a three wood, and then I missed the fairways with the three wood. That was ridiculous. That didn't work out." <laughs> <laughs> Which again is where I like. Why do I like him? Like he yeah. he's honest. He you know he. Um, December two thousand eight. Is he? I know. That's <laughs> thing. Like, he seems honest. Maybe honest He fooled that. us all that
3: thinking yeah. he was honest for so long. I was like, maybe yeah. yeah he's he, honest about certain
4: things. He says yeah. interesting things. Yeah. 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 I don't know if that's as save as being honest.
0: 2008, December, Stevie Williams is quoted in the Taranaki Daily News as saying he wouldn't call Mickelson a great player, quote, because I think he's a bleep. I, I don't know. I don't know what word he was intimating. Except it's an expletive. Um, what a trash rag. Yeah. Non-class act. <laughs> In an interview the next day with another New Zealand newspaper, the Sunday Star Times, Williams confirmed making the comment and said it was no secret that they don't get along. <laughs> uh, Tiger kind of scolded Stevie publicly, and you know that was that was the oh Mickelson after seeing. Mickelson would say after seeing Steve Williams' comments, all he could think of was how lucky I am to have a class act like Bones on my bag and representing me. <laughs> those These are the moments, are God. Acts. Those are the moments he lives for. Yeah. <laughs> That's when he's at his
4: best. When he's like, he's playing chess, like class act chess, basically. Yeah. yeah. Um, just like I know what you think I'm gonna say, but I'm gonna I'm gonna take like a cartoonish high road. Was here. there
5: ever? Because I think we're probably out of that. Time frame. Was there ever a tournament or a juncture where he could have ascended to number
0: one? God, TC, I couldn't have fed you a better question to ask me. In March 2009, <laughs> Mickelson closes to within 0.52 points of Tiger in the official world golf ranking, which equates to essentially you would threaten to pass him for the number one or for the number one ranking for the first time. Essentially, I think. This, sorry, this is when uh, March 2009. So after the cat's been on yeah. the mega leg, exactly, which which plays a part into it. Uh, essentially, it, it it came down to like if Tiger misses a cut in, in like one week. If if Phil were to win and Tiger were to miss a cut, he would have passed him. Okay, oh, yeah. he would have had a massive asterisk. On and it, I though
5: because it's crazy how many
0: times Tiger's was finished.
2: on the shelf
4: for like eight months, wasn't he? He should he, yeah. Phil
2: he should have gone to Europe.
0: Well, and I think somebody—if you <laughs> yeah, have Phil's, Phil's the Japan tour—if <laughs> you have Phil's season by season, I believe in March 2009, um, Mickelson Tiger came back at Bay Hill. It was that one week where if Tiger MCs at Bay Hill and Phil does really well in his next tournament, which I believe was the Shell Houston, uh, they would have flipped, and Tiger wins Bay Hill, and Phil missed the cut at Houston. So it's like. <laughs> <laughs> the cat you got about me, <laughs> motherfucker. Yeah. Buddy had a
2: class act like Bones on the bag, at least. Right.
0: <laughs> uh, May 2009, Amy Mickelson was diagnosed with breast cancer, and Phil suspends his PGA Tour schedule to be with her through treatment. Uh, he he only made How long two, was he off? He only made two starts between May and August of that year, which was the U.S. Open and the week prior to the U.S. Open right. where his two starts. Which, that U.S. Open, he tied... The, the lead on Sunday on the 67th hole at Beth Page, and then promptly misses a short birdie on the 68th hole, three putts the 69th hole, and eventually finishes two shots back at Lucas Glover.
4: Tough scene. <laughs>
0: it's the toughest. And don't scene. forget, uh, Dave Duval was
4: up there, too. Yeah, yeah I know. Uh, which was oh, a finished finish, as I remember. Miserable tournament. Because of the weather. Um, the weather yeah. is like when did the Monday finish, it was, was that like, Shinnecock? no, Beth page, that was Beth Beth page, page again. but it was yeah. just all these guys. Yeah. And I'm like, God, I just want Phil or David Duvall to win. And they're just <laughs> slow bleeding out. Yeah. Lucas Glover turns out he's a great guy, but you know, but it's it, not who anybody was. Yeah. We didn't know that at the time. No. Yeah. yeah. Although he
0: was, I think, didn't someone say the last, uh, sectional qualifier to, to win.
2: I believe so.
0: Yeah. I think that's right. Uh, July, 2009, Phil's mother, Mary, is diagnosed with breast cancer. Uh, Phil pulls out of the British Open to be with her. He wins the Tour Championship that September, um, and then we roll into 2010. January, Scott McCarron comes after him. Blasts Phil Mickelson for cheating because Phil uses a square-grooved Ping-I-2 wedge at Torrey Pines. Uh, Wait,
5: McCarron, of all people, blessed Mickelson <laughs> <laughs> for cheating?
0: McCarron would say, quote, it's cheating, and I'm appalled Phil has put it in play. Uh, if I can set the stage for you, Phil uh, was among four players at Torrey using a Ping-I-2 wedge that was made 20 years ago and has square grooves. Such grooves are now banned on the PGA Tour because of the new USGA regulation, Um that says irons have to have V-shaped grooves. But that was a sick wedge. The square <laughs> groove one of those for a while. Ping wedges remain legal because a lawsuit that Ping filed against the USGA that was settled in 1990 uh, under the terms any Ping i2 made before April 1st 1990 remains approved because it takes precedence over any rule change. Wow. Sweet. He that. was using a 20-year-old wedge? Yeah. And on the PGA Tour. Yeah.
2: God, can't you just picture... Well, let me
4: explain
5: to you yeah, why. Exactly. So what happened
0: was, exactly. Carson Solheim, yeah.
5: in, in the people versus USGA,
0: <laughs> Well, and Mickelson would say, quote, it's a terrible rule to change something that has this kind of loophole is nuts, Mickelson said, but it's not up to me or any other player to interpret what the rule is or the spirit of the rule. I understand black and white, and I think that myself or any other player is allowed to play those clubs because they're approved. End of story. So I think this was almost Mickelson like needling, like how dumb yeah.
4: it all was. This is where I think we start to slip into performance art. Yes. And this is to, to set the stage. So now I believe uh, both Phil and Solly are team KPMG at this point. Is that right? <laughs> yes. We are,
2: we are on the same team at this point. So I, I have to recluse myself from this conversation. <laughs>
0: uh, that, that was at Tory. Uh Early February, Mickelson's taken the wedge out of play. What year was that? He's made his 2010. Let's let's move on to something else. Uh, March 2010, Mickelson allegedly transfers nearly $3 million to Gregory (laughs) Silveira, a former sports gambling handicapper, acting as a conduit for an offshore gambling operation. Silveira would plead guilty in 2015 to three counts of money laundering of funds from, quote, an unnamed gambling client. Multiple sources identified that client to be Phil Mickelson. Three point five million? It was like two point seven five million. Sheesh.
5: <laughs> you gotta remember this is in twenty ten though, so it's that's twenty ten dollars. That's yeah. post
2: recession.
0: <laughs> uh, April twenty ten, he would win his third green jacket.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's a win for the family.
0: Yeah. That's exactly right. That was Nance's call because of the the breast cancer stuff the year before. And it was just a jab at Tiger. Um, that's true. I did, I forgot about that. That's right. That was Tiger's first Masters back after uh, the Escalade incident. He, Billy he, birdied, Payne he birdied the, the 72nd him. hole on yeah. that one. That's where he went to up against Westwood, and uh, yeah. Freddie was in the mix. Yeah. Uh, Phil would not win. He didn't have any more tour wins the rest of 2010. But in August of 2010, he announced he had been diagnosed with psoriatic arthritis, uh, and he had plans to go vegetarian in hopes to aid the treatment. That's at the end of 2010.
5: Yeah, I remember this is pre I,
0: I tweeted something about this the other day, but I remember uh, this doctor friend of mine was talking about this.
4: He's like, dude, you like, you would not believe when all those fucking commercials came out at that time. Every like. Fifty to seventy-year-old man within a hundred miles of the hospital would come in with like a sore knee and be like, "Yeah, I'm pretty sure I got this psoriatic arthritis thing, so I, I need uh, I need that Enbrel stuff that yeah, Phil, got, that Phil got, was talking about. I got like, the arthritis, man. That's what it is. So if you could just prescribe me yeah. with that, like, no, you're just old. Like, no, that's not what it is.
0: <laughs> well, in the spring of 2011, uh, Phil officially begins a campaign for Amgen Pfizer as a paid endorser for Enbrel, a drug to treat psoriatic arthritis.
2: That's the commercial, right, where he puts the puts the Rake back and grabs the bat. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Looks like he's the about best, to beat some kids' ass. Pile of, of all time. <laughs> <Yeah>. What's <laughs> uh, enough gardening, Let's let's whoop this kid's <laughs> ass now. <laughs> I miss Vine. I can't do TikTok. Uh,
5: 2011 uh, T2 at the at, at the British Open.
0: Well, I want to take you to January of 2011. Oh my TC. god! TC, goddamn it, man! <laughs> Raise your hand. Tory Pines. He trails Bubba Watson by two shots on 18. Needs eagle. Has bones go up and tend the flag on a 72-yard wedge shot. Explaining the decision, Mickelson said, "Quote: When I get a wedge shot from 72 yards, I usually fly it within a yard 95 percent of the
2: time." (laughs) I remember that at the time, be like, "95 percent of the time." It's a fact, and
5: he was trying to fly it past and spin it back. He, in, well, he right? wanted to give, give it, two it two chances: chances.
0: <laughs> yeah. one, one to fly it into the hole directly, and then one on the on the spin back. Um, and that's why he wanted Bones to tend it on the spin that's back. And Bones tells that story. Level stuff.
2: Of he was looking. I think this is right. The same hole. He's looking back into the sun, and he's terrified he's going to get hit by the ball as he goes to tend the, tend the pin. I didn't think yeah. about that.
0: Uh, he wedges it to like two and a half feet. It was so, a great shot. It was, it was a very good <laughs> shot. But then he loses by one to uh, Bubba Watson won that day. Um, Baghdad Jerry. Yeah, April 2011 wins the Shell Houston Open. That was
5: a really impressive win. I remember that he, he shot like 63, 65 on the weekend, and you're like, oh man, he's he's prime. Yeah, I remember
4: that too. That was when wasn't he like way he's way left on. Uh, like up and down out of the trees. I don't know. I'll, I'll I just find remember the video he played his as yeah. ass off on the weekend.
5: Yeah. And you're like, oh man, like he's either going to win the Masters by a million or he's
0: going to totally flame out because he's blown his load this week. Right. Which he didn't win them. He did not win the Masters. Um, Shout out yeah, to Charles Schwartzl. July, as, as my associate TC said, uh, <laughs> finished tied for second at the British Open uh, where he briefly shared the final round lead after a front 9 30. Uh, that was the one Darren Clark would go on to win. DJ hit his infamous shank out of bounds. Um, so to give you a sense of Phil at this time, he's the second highest paid. This is at the end of 2011. He's the second highest paid American athlete. He's earning about $62 million a year, 53 of those from endorsements. $40 he knows what of it from gambling. Taxes. <laughs> we taxes. With the gambling, that's a, that's a
4: take-home of like $26 <laughs> million. Yeah.
0: <laughs> we roll into 2012, and this was maybe one of the more impressive wins of his career at, uh, in February at the at t Pebble Beach Pro-Am, where he shoots a final round 64. He's paired with Tiger. Uh, he beats Tiger by 11 shots.
5: You, I remember you getting really hostile with Goodbar, <laughs> paying it back yeah. to him. Charlie Wee was runner-up.
0: That That's week, right. right. That's exactly right. Um, Mickelson would say, quote, I just feel really inspired when I play with him, uh, talking about Woods. And,
5: and I know I have a class act on the back. <laughs>
0: right.
4: um, Can't overstate how much that,
0: that impacted. And me. this is when the dynamic, right? Because he's working with Butch, and a lot's being made of like, oh, Butch is giving him like the the mental tips to be able to play with Tiger. And so this was, you know, he's starting to pay it off. Um,
2: That's the year he does the thing with Romo, where he hung out. Romo was uh, Tiger's partner, and. Uh, he got dinner with Romo the night before, and like Romo didn't tell Tiger he was doing that. So, first fairway, he does like real loud Hey, hey, Tony, great time at dinner last night, man. And Tiger like looks back over at Tony, like all pissed off. I like, couldn't believe he was dining with the enemy. Yeah, I remember, Tiger's got a class act on the
4: bag at this point as well. He does. That's true. Thank you. Byron Bell. <laughs> not, not, no longer. Um, like that was 2010 only.
0: During. 2012. I don't know, DJ you probably would know. Uh he's inducted into the World Golf Hall of Fame. Sure. Mm-hmm. I don't know what time of year that is usually. Occur. Uh it was the
4: week of the players, I believe. Okay. So the like kid May. Was, The kid was there as well. But so he, he gave it standing in the Hall of Fame. He was standing in the Hall of Fame, gave an exceptional speech, had put some really cool stuff in his locker, had his ping pong uh his ping pong paddle in his locker, had a I remember he had a plane in there just cuz he was like fascinated by He's an avid, stuff. He's an avid flyer. Yeah, yeah. He's, a, he's a pilot. Uh, so yeah. I it, know that. That was, I think, the last uh, the Hall of
3: Fame induction ceremony I ever went to. It was it was fun.
4: Huh. Peter Ellis, I
3: think, was got in as well. Do the Arnie and fly himself around, or he, he has hocks? he has flown himself? Yeah. Does he hop in the cockpit in his private jet sometimes.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah. Um, what is this? Well, what year did he fly home for something during the U.S. Open and then come back? Married. Okay, we'll sorry. get there.
0: Okay, um, September of 2012. Mickelson. This is all according to a sworn. Affidavit by Mickelson's business manager. Mickelson pays Billy Walters nearly $2 million to cover a debt related to, quote, sports gambling. Um, that, this will come up later. Uh, we roll the calendar to 2013. January of 2013, Phil causes a stir when he says publicly he will have to, quote, make drastic changes due to new California and U.S. tax laws. Uh, He takes a lot of heat for this. Again, he's making about sixty-three million dollars a year. Phil would later apologize for saying those things out loud and walk back his comments. We fast forward to twenty twenty though, and Phil is moving from California to Florida.
4: I think this was uh, the time where he was doing when all the like, uh, you know, paying under the table for the gambling stuff. When he was doing like the weird press conferences where he was just there. I remember one so vividly where everybody could see him from the media center standing out at his parked car with Steve Loy and I think maybe Bones. And they were just standing there. For, like his press conference was supposed to start at like 11 or whatever. And it was like 11.25. And he's just literally standing 50 yards from the media center, just standing there talking, like clearly like going over like, fuck, like what are we about to go say there? And the whole, all the media is basically just like peering through the window at him, like taking pictures. And, like what's he going to say? And then he comes in and it just is like – Well, yeah, like kind of, you know, slow news week. What's what's going on, guys? And he tries to be all kind of like very charming,
0: and I don't know. I'm sure it worked.
4: February of that
0: year, 2013, he lips out a putt on 18 at TPC Scottsdale (sighs) for what would have been a 59 in the opening round. He does go on to win the tournament. June, we go to the U.S. Open at Marion. Uh, I believe this was when he flew home early in the week for a graduation.
2: Sorry, what was the year, though, that the FBI picked him up for questioning at the memorial?
0: Uh, this would be later because all that stuff comes out publicly, I believe, in 2015. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. So 2013. God, I forgot about that, too. <laughs> uh, Mr. Mickelson, there's a special agent here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, US Open, Marion. Uh, Phil holds the 18, 36, and 54 hole leads. Uh, on Sunday, he three putts, three and five for double bogey. Then he uh, holds the wedge on 10 for eagle. To get back in the lead, he
5: was jousting with Mike Davis the whole week, yeah. right? What yeah. was,
4: was three the, the par three? Yeah, the par three is, is like 300, 300 yards or something. Yards or something. Yeah. So you couldn't even, and he's you walking even off get the tee box.
2: Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, dude, because you weren't carrying a driver. <laughs> <laughs> Frank, this is Frankenwood, isn't it? It
0: might uh, be. I think he has a driver here. Okay. Um, I think maybe the most critical mistake, more than his drive at Wingfoot, was the air mail wedge on 13 which leads to double bogey or uh, which leads to bogey. was playing like 105 yards yeah. or something. Yeah. So now he trails Rosie by one shot. Phil misses a birdie putt on 16, which was kind of his last shot. He eventually finishes tied for second. Uh, this in 2013 is his 6th runner up at a US Open. Mm. July 2013, he goes over to Scotland. He wins the Scottish Open and then uh, follows that up in 2013 with a final round 66 at Muirfield to win the British Open. Started the day five shots behind Lee Westwood. Uh, Phil birdied 17 and 18. Bones would call the final round the best of Mickelson's career. Uh, Mickelson would later say, quote, "I I played arguably the best round of my career and shot the round of my life. The range of emotions I feel are as Far apart as possible after losing the U.S. Open, but you have to be resilient in this game. <clears throat> I always remember hearing
3: after that people like, I can't believe he won the British Open. Like, he hits it too high. But then listening to this, he came second the year before hmm. to Darren Clark. So it really wasn't like he was...
2: I think he kind of turned the corner at some point. I think his ball flight was at least adjustable at that point in his career. He was able to flight it down, and the, the knock on him, he would go over there and hit these flop shots. So try to hit these flop yeah. shots off the hard pan, and finally... Kind of adapted the playing style required for that kind of golf course. I mean, his first it actually started fitting him really his well. His
5: first nine or ten appearances, he didn't. He finished inside the top twenty-five one time, and then he got it solo third in two thousand four,
2: which so, looked like an outlier.
5: Yeah, scuffled a lot more, and then and then 11, 13, 16. Okay, played well. Yeah. Carry
2: on, thank you. Yeah,
0: no, that's that's a great point. The last thing from two thousand thirteen. That I want to point out is Mickelson's design company opens the aqua championship course at Kunming Shining Star International Sports Club in Kunming, China.
2: One of my favorite Mickelson designs. Well, I found a review like, on Planet Golf. I like the early stuff. There. It's exceptional. Uh,
0: PlanetGolf.com. I, Shout out
5: to Darius Oliver, correct?
0: <laughs> bear with me here. I want to read two two paragraphs from it, uh, the opening and the closing. So the review says, short drive from the Yunnan capital of Kunming. The aqua course uh, opened in 2013 and was designed collaboration between Mickelson, his former coach Rick Smith, and locally based American designer Joe Obringer. The final paragraph, uh, I'll skip a lot of it, but it says, Aside from the design itself, the shaping here at Aqua was the most basic imaginable, and the vegetation (laughs) planting makes as little sense as some of the whole concepts. The feeling of playing in a flat field through artificial mounting is one that we doubt connoisseurs will enjoy. Unquestionably, the best thing about the aqua experience is the caddies and their cutesy plaid plus four outfits. The 18th hole is the other highlight as it isn't awful and ends the suffering. (laughs) Not sure what the Shining Star developer expected for the millions he paid Mickelson's design company, but it had to be more than what was delivered. Aside from the Mickelson name, there's nothing to get excited about here at all. Tough look. If you're ever in Kunming, China, I (laughs) would encourage you to check out the aqua course. Um, Maybe they've shut it since. I was going to say, is it still there? Yeah. Well, it's still on his website. Um, So we go to 2014. Uh, He misses the cut at the Masters for the first time since 1997. In May of 2014, the Wall Street Journal reports the FBI and SEC are investigating Phil and Associates for insider trading in Clorox stock. Uh, Mickelson denies wrongdoing. Uh, and later the investigation would find no no evidence and be concluded without any charges. Total exoneration. (laughs) Perfect trades. (laughs) Um, In August, it's his only other, August 2014, it's his only top 10 of the season when he finishes second at the PGA. Uh, That was the one at Valhalla.
2: Let me Valhalla at you.
0: Yeah, where uh, they invite Rory, and I believe Rick, or was Ricky with Phil or was Ricky? Ricky was with Phil. Yeah, they, they invite were Rory to them, play through because it's getting dark.
4: Um, I think Rory just completely alphaed them. Yeah, they—they yeah, they did the not invite them. The, they Rory the said,
2: "I am playing through." Yeah, they, they might have mangled the end of that tournament. Eh, yeah, that was a, a weird look.
0: That was sick. That was an awesome tournament, though. It was. It was a cool tournament. Uh, that's a, that's a good uh, major course. Uh, so, 2014 is the only—it's the first season in 10 years that Phil doesn't win on tour, uh, but he does play in the Ryder Cup That's September. Yes. Thank God. <laughs> and this is when he rips Tom Watson, uh, saying... No, no, it wasn't
2: a minute, Tom Watson. You took it that way. <laughs> yeah, you took it. Uh,
0: quote, nobody here was in on any decision, Mickelson said at one point, and lauded the system used earlier by Paul Azinger in 2008. Uh, Mickelson, quote, unfortunately, we have strayed from a winning formula for the last three Ryder Cups, and we need to consider maybe getting back to that formula that helped us play our best. Uh, As the story goes, Watson ripped the team Saturday night, uh, leaving everybody more or less speechless. And then Phil went player to player and told, like, a nice story about each guy. Um, So, anyway. uh, (laughs) Is that
2: according to Phil Mickelson? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh,
0: I'm sorry you took it that way. That's in many ways to skin a cat. Yeah. So, one of the people said – Said one of the sources, I, I don't know what article I got this from, quote, Mickelson was trying to lead the team and protect the team there when he put himself under the gun pretty good on Sunday night. He did that for a lot of people. Selfless. Selfless, exactly. So let's go to 2015 quickly. Uh, he finishes tied for second at the Masters. It's the 10th major runner-up of his career, which places him second all-time to Jack Nicholas. That's the one that Spieth won. Uh, July – he The only thing to note from the British Open, I thought this was funny. You can remember on 17 at St. Andrews, he hits his drive <laughs> onto the balcony of the hotel. <laughs> he makes triple. He was two shots off the lead at that time, but makes triple. Um, <laughs> wow. I didn't realize he was up there. Yeah. May. Oh, I guess I'm a little out of order here. Uh, May of that year up at the Memorial uh, in Columbus. I don't know if this is when he was like approached. It must be. But I found a little anecdote that he stopped at a little kid's roadside lemonade stand uh, and paid for a $1 cup of lemonade with a $100 bill and told him to keep the change. What else happened that week? That <laughs> made me a little bit deeper. And I think that's when, yeah, that must have been when, when he was approached by the agents.
2: It was, like, pretty dramatic. They came up to him in the locker room. They were on site at Memorial, if I remember right, and, like, whisked him away for questioning. How disappointed Jack must have been. Oh, man. The Bar- Feds Barber, are Do you believe
4: this?
0: <laughs> in September of 2015, their plans to design and build Mickelson National Golf Club outside Calgary, uh, which is actually set to open later in 2020, but obviously we'll see with everything going on. It's supposed to be cool. Yeah, so I've heard good things. Yeah, which you know, if it's like Whisper Rock, maybe it will be. Uh, he leaves but- Butch Harmon uh, in 2015. Forbes magazine estimates Mickelson's annual income around 51 million. Uh, 2016, He hires Andrew Getzen as his new swing coach. Uh, in January of 2016, there is a stir when Ryan Ruffles is quoted talking about a gambling incident with Mickelson. Ruffles says, quote, we get to the first tee. It's pretty I early in the morning. Oh, I forgot about this tee. And Ruffles is now quoting Mickelson as saying, I don't wake up this early to play for anything less than $2,500. Um <laughs> The 42-time US PGA Tour winner gave Ruffles two-to-one odds. If Ruffles won, Mickelson That's would give him $5,000. If he lost, Ruffles would have to pay up $2,500 after he turns pro. Ruffles is like a 17-year-old amateur at this point. Uh, <laughs> Ruffles says, I was a few down through nine, but then I birdied six of my last seven to win by one shot and took his money, so that was pretty cool. <laughs> uh, Mickelson was not too pleased that this all got made public. He's, quote... He's young, and he's got some things to learn, talking about ruffles. One of them is you don't discuss certain things. You don't discuss specifics of what you play for. And you certainly don't embellish and create a false amount just for your own benefit. So those things right there are, that's high school stuff. And he's going to have to stop doing that now that he's out on the PGA Tour. You only publish it if it's your 22-1 to odds <laughs> yes. on, the, on the Ravens winning the Super Bowl or the Diamondbacks winning
3: the World Series. At
5: what point does Phil start palling around with all these Young guys, like that's always been kind of a red flag for me. Like when he started, when he started having this whole figure. bromance with with Keegan, and we're deep in the Keegan. Brendan scene at this Steele point. and, and Ricky, all those.
0: Yeah. yeah, they do their practice rounds yeah. together. It's like I the guys like that, that are stuff. that are his
5: know. age don't really want to hang out well, with him. Tiger's kind of right? the same way, right?
4: Like with JT guess, and yeah.
3: all those guys. They're mentoring the next generation. Exactly. Yeah, they're passing it on. T C.
5: Just it's very. You should start hanging out with some public. high schoolers. You should start I, that's playing high I schoolers I started our money. Young Hitters program, man. <laughs> <laughs> Come on.
4: Um, that would be the best. So I yeah, said, Tron's played But he's played a match at Jack's Beach against some high schoolers for money. Uh, me, and,
0: me and Keanu. Uh,
4: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I said May 2015. I actually think it might be May 2016 when he was approached. Because on May nineteenth, 2016, Mickelson was named as a relief defendant in another SEC complaint alleging insider trading um, this is the would, Dean food stuff, right? Yes, yeah, so this was the Dean food stuff. Now, this is this is kind of complicated. I read a lot of great stuff. French onion dip, Dean foods. <laughs> What's so, his deal with CPG companies. Well, let me let me set the stage for you.
2: The FBI approached him in 2014 after his round. Okay,
0: all right. Uh, so that must have been the Clorox stuff. <laughs> so, this, this action stems from trades in Dean foods in 2012 in conjunction with confidential information provided by. Thomas Davis, who is a former director of Dean Foods Company. So, uh, also a linebacker for the (laughs) the Panthers. Panthers. (laughs) (laughs) Who Thomas Davis tipped his friend, and his friend is Billy Walters, obviously the professional sports better. The SEC did not allege that Walters actually told Mickelson of any material, non public information about Dean Foods, but Mickelson uh, made trades around Dean Foods. Uh, he had never made any trades previously with Dean Foods, and uh, he cleared a profit of nine hundred thirty-one thousand uh, from trading trading Dean Foods. So Walters gets convicted in 2017 of making forty million on this Thomas Davis's private information between the years 2008 and 2014. So this Dean Foods executive is is feeding Billy Walters private information about Dean Foods. Walters is using it to to make investments on Dean Foods. Now, why is he doing that? Because Thomas Davis had gambling debts to Billy Walters. So this was like his way of sure. repaying that. At one point Mickelson owed Walters 2 million dollars, and I think that's when Walters told Mickelson, "Hey, you should invest in Dean Foods. I think something good's going to happen." And Mickelson does. He makes a profit and then he uses that money to pay back Walters. So we got this whole like insider trading Web uh, going on because I had I was picture uh, before you explain that uh, is allegedly <laughs> I was thinking Mickelson's
3: I can I can imagine him trying to explain this as like so why would you invest in Dean Foods I, you know I just love their French onion dip <laughs> and I like you know Clorox too I like to keep the counters you know and I like to invest in companies that I I use respect and love I you know? forget
4: if this is like a, a widely publicized story but this is shortly after this is uh, when Kuchar also during a was it a, during a rain delay or something comes into the locker room at some PJ Tour event wearing
2: Dean Foods no it was a, t-shirt it was like they were sitting down for a meal I think at, at oh, player dining right. yes 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 He's yeah. like, okay hey, Phil <laughs> Phil come on over here come sit with us and like Kuchar takes off his sweater and has a Dean Foods shirt <laughs> un- underneath as soon as Phil sits down that's pretty good
0: Kuchar can dish it in his life I did ended so shortly good. after that over the uh, last few years so Mickelson this is where it's like convoluted Mickelson ex- Essentially, never gets formally charged, um, and at one point he pleads the fifth and refuses to testify. That um, changes. <laughs> Walter's Billy Walters never cooperated with the authorities, so investigators never are able to learn what, if anything, he told Mickelson about the source of his information about Dean Foods. I believe we're in a snitches get stitches situation. Exactly. Is Phil an arc Well, so the government has no proof that Mickelson intended to violate. The laws against the SEC is is intent. (laughs) Um, But what the SEC did do was they named Mickelson, I said, as a relief defendant in a civil case, uh, meaning that the agency believed that he profited from insider trading, even if he didn't engage in it himself. Uh, So Mickelson settled the civil case by agreeing to surrender his trading profits of nine hundred thirty-one thousand plus interest. Uh, and in doing so, Mickelson neither admitted nor denied the allegations of the SEC's complaint. Is that an Alford plea? It sounds a lot like an Alford <laughs> plea. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which the Strap Boys took. <laughs> which we know all about. Yeah. So that's kind of the best I can, I can summarize that whole operation was because Billy Walters never cooperated, uh, Mickelson essentially pleaded the fifth, and was able to, like, not testify to anything publicly. Uh,
5: would Mickelson going to jail for an extended period of time or prison, federal pal- Palm in the ASPAT <laughs> entry. would that be equivalent to, like, Mike Vick getting arrested on federal dogfighting charges?
3: Um, Just as far as... The Mike Vick one's a little more visceral.
4: Shock? Yeah. I think
0: it'd be, like, the Martha Stewart. Yeah, when Martha like went to prison. yeah I don't think
3: the no. dogfighting's on a different level because... Yeah. There's a lot of emotion as well. There's so much more.
5: But just for how shocking it is, like...
4: Martha Stewart's a
0: great
5: guy. Like, one of my favorite golfers is going to prison.
0: Well, I think Martha Stewart, like, in her world, was, like, this wholesome, popular character. Um, People were like, really? Martha Stewart was insider (laughs) trading? Um, But, yeah, Mickelson, you
2: know, he he wiggles out of that. I don't know if this is in your notes, but uh, isn't, like, there a Billy Walters book that's going to come out that supposedly is not going to be great for Mr. Mickelson's Or did Sick. it already come out? Oh, no, I don't know. Okay.
4: Yeah, I don't know. Um, you have my attention,
2: though. I, I could be – I don't know what, what my – I have no source yeah, for that. Indeed. That's that's uh, the alleged of alleged right there.
0: So this is all May of 2016. July of 2016, we go back on the course, and Mickelson shoots an opening round 63 at the British Open, uh, tying at that time the, the major record for low round. Um, enters, of course, mm-hmm. one one stroke behind Stenson going into Sunday. And Phil shoots a bogey-free 65 but loses by three shots because Henrik shoots 63 on that Sunday.
2: Which I think it was, I don't know if it was the 15th club or someone, Jake Nichols or somebody put together like a, an analysis of the best performances in major championship history. And Phil that week put forth the fifth best performance in major championship history. That was true. Yeah, yeah. And Henrik Stenson put, put together the golf. second best performance. Like he had – not only should he have won, he like legit was one of the greatest performances in major history.
0: That's a good segue. I have a couple stats to, to go along with that. Mickelson finished – Mickelson as the runner-up finished 11 shots clear of third place, which is a major record. <laughs> Whoa.
4: I forgot
2: about that. He's 17 under if I remember right. And <sighs> the next guy was like six. And then st- Henrik Stenson was it must 20. Have been
0: nineteen. Or, yeah, 20.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, Birdie the last, one last middle finger.
0: Mickelson's 267 score is the best ever for a British Open runner-up, and it's the second lowest major runner-up score, behind
2: Jordan Spieth.
0: Mickelson's 266 at the 2001 PGA.
2: Wow, there you have it. It's his
0: 11th runner-up now in a major. Um, so yeah, that's, uh, that's wild. <laughs> fall. Of 2016, I don't know the exact date. Uh, Mickelson has two surgeries for sports hernia issues. 2017 is kind of a light year. Uh, he comes back, but I think quicker than anybody really expected from the sports hernia. The, the one thing that I wanted to note at the U.S. Open in 2017, he withdraws from the U.S. Open uh, to attend his daughter Sophia's high school graduation. And then uh, two weeks later in June, uh, he and Bones part ways.
2: So as first reported by no Lang up.
4: Do you, do, you, do you want to give some, some color on that or?
2: Yeah, it was, uh, that was a, a weird wild night. <laughs> um, I was, uh, begin- so I had just quit my job. I was living in Amsterdam and I was moving back to the States, but I'd started, it kicked off like a month and a half trip through the UK, uh, that I was doing before I moved home.
5: The summer of Solly. Yes, it was,
2: uh, <laughs> that's what, that's what it's been known as. And, uh, we get a text from, a well-sourced uh, individual that says, hey, you guys can't say anything yet, but uh, Bones and Phil are announcing tonight that they're they're going separate ways. I'm like, oh my God, that's wild. Can't say anything. So I'm actually playing uh, a round of golf at Brora. And, uh, you know, I tell the guys I'm playing with, I'm like, you can't say anything, but I'm going to kind of be on my phone because there's going to be some news breaking at some point while we're out here that uh, Bones and Phil are breaking up. And I checked my phone like a few holes later and I had a missed call from Bones. And I was like, whoa. That is really bizarre. Uh, so I call him back, and I'm like, hey. And it, ironically, he had told me, he's like, you got to go see this Brora place. You have to go see it. <laughs> I'm like, dude, you're not going to believe this. I'm playing Brora right now. He's like, no way. I won't keep you long. Just, hey, keep like check your email. I got something for you. And I was like, okay, yeah, what's up? He's like, oh, no, nothing. Just, like, check your email. And I knew what it was, but I had to act like I didn't. So I checked my email for the next, like, 45 minutes, and he had sent – he sent it to a bunch of people that he knew, I think in in media or whatnot. But I don't I don't know who he, if he tipped off anyone else. But I would had just been checking the email, so I was able to break the news first. Was uh, this before or after you faked the hole in one? This was uh, right before I faked the hole in one. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> so like I uh, I I'm so distracted during like whatever the tweet goes out. I'm so distracted during this round, and I tee off on like the 14th hole. And I call him. I hit a really good drive. And I call him back, and I'm like, "Hey, you know, really appreciate you the tip. Like, let's let's catch up." Blah blah blah. And then that's when I go up there, and like I'm kind of looking for the ball, but not really, because I'm checking my like the Twitter mentions are going nuts and all this. And we got up there, and I made a hole in one on a part four. So, so any a, opportunity I get to work that what story, a, in there. What a day. it was a wild, wild, wild night.
0: What a world! So yeah, so that's June of uh, 2017. 2017 is one of Mickelson's worst. Seasons on tour. He misses the cut then at the British and the PGA. Um, and at we, what
5: point did he did he start working out and getting rid of the – was it the subcutaneous, subcutaneous fat? fat?
0: Well, I think that I think that coincides with something I'm, I'm going to get to. Okay. Um, so let's go to 2018. March, he ends a winless drought on tour, which is stretching back to the 2013 British Open uh, with a victory at, in Mexico at the WGC. Oh, awesome It was a great day. final round. Awesome day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Justin Thomas had his hole out on the 72nd hole and then the playoff. April, the only thing I wanted to note here was uh, was the unveiling of Phil's button-down golf shirt, <laughs> which, which made its appearance in the, a master's practice round with Tiger. Which was wild. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of wild stuff in that sentence. Yeah. It would get a little weirder uh, in June at the U.S. Open. I don't know if you guys remember the third round of the U.S. Open. Yeah. Uh, Phil would shoot an 81. The highlight being uh, he would hit his ball before it came to rest on the 13th hole, uh, what would be a two-shot penalty. Phil would say, look, I mean no no disrespect to anybody.
5: (laughs) No intent to disrespect.
0: I know it's a two-shot penalty, and at the time, I just didn't feel like going back and forth and hitting the same shot over. I took the two-shot penalty and moved on. It's my understanding of the rules. I've had multiple times where I've wanted to do that. I just finally did. (laughs)
2: <laughs> Which what did come up very quickly I was like, hey dude, you could have taken it an unplayable and replayed from the previous spot. Like that was he tried to paint that as the smart decision and it was a hundred percent not.
0: And he got tarted, feathered for it. Well, so Curtis Strange asked him if it was disrespectful to the championship and Mickelson said that it wasn't the case. He said, quote, it's certainly not meant that way. It's meant to I'm take. Sorry, you man, took it that way. Yeah, you took It's it that meant way. to Here take advantage of the rules as best you can. In that situation, I was just going back and forth. I would gladly take the two shots over continuing that display. How good is that though? To just see like someone's brain just short circuit. I'm like,
4: yeah, I'm literally <laughs> not hitting the shot again. I'm, I can't <laughs> man, do fuck it. this. Yeah, yeah, basically. Um, the next week, how did you guys feel about it when you saw it the first time? I thought it was sick. Well, I, <laughs> I thought I, he
0: was I, withdrawing.
4: Yeah, yeah I, I thought he, he was going to
0: withdraw. I remember getting a text, I think, from Goodpark and my brother. I like, oh, my God, like, Mickelson just lost his mind. <laughs> He's losing his mind. Yeah. I was like, oh, my God. This was while they were losing the course, too. It exactly. was shocking. God, that was a good day. Yeah. It was really shocking. I really wish that putt that he hit when he, like, jabbed it. Had gone in. It had gone in. He <laughs> lived it. <Yeah. laughs> I think that would have been sweet. The next week, he did walk it back a little bit. He a, got back down a in little In an bit. apology, yeah. He said, I know this should have come sooner, but it's taken me a few days to calm down. My anger and frustration got the best of me last week. I'm embarrassed and disappointed by my actions. It was clearly not my finest moment, and I'm sorry, which was a good apology. Uh, Sally and I were in Chicago at that time at the KPMG Women's PGA events, and... Um, so when I got to meet my, my my guy, Phil, for the first time in my life, met him at Soldier Field, and I was thinking it possibly, possibly, could be the tallest combined height of two Phil's anytime, anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking unless, like, Phil Jackson and Phil Blackmar have <laughs> met each other, or until I meet one of those guys. Yeah, um, Man, that's very how interesting. How tall is Phil? Like 6'3". He's a unit. Did Phil think that. that you were Jay Cutler?
5: Cause you you tend to look like Jay color too. <laughs> he,
0: he did not mistake me for Jay Cutler. Um, Didn't
3: he think you guys were like taking a picture together and you were doing a video? Like, there's a video of this whole yeah. encounter. Yeah, it's like a two minute video, YouTube and channel. I think he
0: had like, Saul and I. Well, I was because like I remember superhero. him going yeah. in for like the,
3: uh, you know, like the picture, and you're like, no, no, it's a video. It's like, <laughs> oh, it, it. Yeah. And he's
0: like, oh, okay. He uh, he played along though, and I I can say if this was a throwaway two minutes for him, but like he was he was really good that day. I. You know, he was impressive with the kids, and I, I don't know. He turns it on
2: for the sponsor stuff. Yeah, was nervous. <laughs> yeah. I was
0: super nervous. Um, August, you'll remember he, the mizzen and main commercial airs with Phil dodging golf balls on the driving range. Bum, 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 bum. Uh, we did our own spoof. Get, Get his <laughs> ass! Get his <laughs> ass! September, he's a captain's pick for the Ryder Cup. He goes zero and two though, as the U.S. loses. That was one of the most irresponsible
5: trans. captain's picks of all time.
0: Uh November is the match. I think we all Mm. had our own (sighs) thoughts and feelings with the match. (laughs) Uh who's that?
5: Phil. Well it was
0: was they they were trying to mic guys up for
5: the first time
4: and
0: yeah. Uh Phil (laughs) did win the match. He took home the nine million dollar prize. a very awkward playoff. Yeah. And then wrote a check to Billy Walters. (laughs) Uh, At the same time, the infamous Mickelson or the Jake Owens story about Mickelson at Spee's wedding, I don't know if you guys remember that, where Owens essentially went up and complained to him about, you know, his technology didn't work, couldn't watch the match. And, you know, he wants his money back. Phil took out a $100 bill, threw it at Jake Owens and said, go F yourself. Um, I think it was kind of in jest, but uh, there was more to it. Essentially, Phil was saying, you know, this $100 bill, yeah, I just won like Ninety well, thousand of them. Ninety thousand of these or nine thousand of these. Yeah. Do we think
4: he actually won nine million dollars? Do we think they split the money?
2: I think he won more than that. I think he split a separate pot. Yeah. A, a he split the money from the agreement and then I think he did win nine million dollars. I never the whole match thing was just shout out to our friend uh
5: the McRib. Big shot Bob Lucetic for breaking what's been I thought was an open secret for the last couple months yesterday on Twitter. What was it? The about the the, match two. The match match two with uh, Brady Brady and Manning. Yeah, Um, which yeah, I thought it was going to be at at Muirfield Village, but I guess all the all the COVID nineteen stuff is. I think it's a very fluid situation. Made it more
0: fluid, possibly here in here in Florida. Yeah, so we'll just roll quickly. We're in 2019. We're we're last year on course. He wins the AT and T Pebble Beach Pro Am, which was sick. Which was sick. It's his 44th career PGA Tour win. He tried to Alpha Paul Casey. I thought kind of <laughs> so amazingly. disgusted on the last hole. It's, it's his first PGA win on American soil since 2012. at t Pebble Beach Pro-Am.
5: No. False. <laughs> 2013 Phoenix
0: Open. 2013 Phoenix Open. Yeah. Still. Six, Thank you, TC. Six years. Thank you, TC. I regret the air. February also of last year. Uh, the PGA Tour implemented their new rule allowing players to wear shorts during practice rounds and proams. Uh, Mickelson's calves go somewhat viral. Did uh, you guys? Great uh, set of calves. Yeah, good, good calves. No, no denying that. That's uh, all. That's all I got to say about that. June. The fireside chats with Phil get unveiled on his social media.
5: (laughs) The social stuff got weird real quick.
2: Can I put out a call for, uh, I can't find this tweet, and it's the hardest I've maybe ever laughed at a tweet, when Phil does his video when he rolls down Magnolia Lane, and he's like, here we are, nothing better, Saturday at Augusta, hitting bombs and somebody spliced it with the scene from The Office where Michael runs into Meredith with the car. <laughs> <laughs> and it was the one of the best feats I've ever seen, but I can't find it. So if somebody knows where, where that is, please send it our way.
0: You'll remember the first Fireside chat video was the, uh, he tells the story of the 2006 memorial <laughs> when the official's out changing the cup. Someone took a dump in the cup. <laughs> somebody, somebody took a dump in the cup. Uh, <laughs> which may have been, that may have been Solly. Back in two thousand six, you guys were there in two thousand
5: six. Where were you? It may have been the guy who was going after Nick Nick Price, and yeah. calling him
2: fouled That might have been. That very well could have been. I think it was the same year. Yeah.
0: July. To your, you had asked earlier TC about the diet. Uh, he shared that he had completed a six day fast. Mickelson had of nothing but water and a special coffee blend. He and Solly are big on the. And he, yeah, he lost fifteen pounds. I think he was targeting the what you call it, the sub subcutaneous fat, yeah, uh, which he'd been talking about
5: for I think a few years. Decades, at that point. yeah,
3: yeah. I, I would say said
5: cause...
0: like I'm really yoked. You guys
5: just can't tell because I have subcutaneous fat.
3: Phil's here. been fascinating at the beginning. Now I don't know if he called it fascinating, but when he, it's almost like it clicked for him with social media. I, he must get some type of serotonin hit <laughs> that maybe he's not getting from gambling or something. Yeah. With like, oh look at this, I can, I can reach. Like an exponential amount of people than I can in my press conferences. But what?
4: But what from everything that we've been doing over the last two hours leads you to believe like he's not just going to get super bored yeah, and come yeah. up with what? I, okay, cool. What's next? Yeah, I'm going to move to Florida. My favorite thing about the diet and the <laughs> well, fasting now I'm a wake
2: surfer is like he's like fifty, right? He's almost fifty, and he he talks about it like. Well, yeah. Like, I've always known this. Like, yeah. If you want to talk, like, this is how you so got to the never right time to do it, though. Yeah. yeah. Like, well, uh, like, of course. This is what it does to you. And it's like, dude, you had a lot of years of your pride that you could have been in that, great shape. That though. reminds me of the
3: Norman quotes about him. Like, yeah, if I just come to, you know, weight training earlier, like, exactly. you know, I knew about it, but I just, you know. I, it's like, well, which is it? Did you know about it? Or did you, like. <laughs> did you just discover it? Yeah, did you. Just, exactly.
5: I think he's a sociopath in the best sense
4: of the word. That's the ultimate compliment.
0: <laughs> October, a little nugget for you guys. Last October, Phil visited the Chinese city of Macau for the first time as a guest of the Las Vegas Sands. I can only imagine the gambling he got into <laughs> in Macau. Did he build the city of Macau? <laughs> <laughs> uh, November, I, to the coffee thing, in an interview with, I think, Iona Steven, Phil made the claim, I drink coffee all day long, and in the last 10 years I have not been sick a single day. Uh, Dylan DeChera, our, fr- our friend uh, at Golf Magazine published, like, three public instances where he has been sick in the last 10 days <laughs> and, or in the last 10 years. And Sean Zock from
4: Golf.com did the, the six-day coffee fast. Yes, in right. early 2020. I would, I would encourage people to go read his his well, dispatch like, from all right,
5: that. If tomorrow Mickelson teamed up with Jenny McCarthy and went on, like, a big anti-vaccine thing, like, would it surprise anybody?
0: In one sense, would- No. But that's well, the thing. He's always balanced. Like he's he's weird and he's out there, but he's got like such a good understanding of how it plays publicly.
4: And also, that you got to look at the the STEM foundation. Yeah, sure. got to work at he's he a big. He's scientists. a big man of science. Yeah,
0: yeah.
5: Wow. I will say, in all my personal dealings with him, he would stay at the at the Ritz in Buckhead, regardless of where the tournament that he was playing in in Atlanta was, or when he would go. Uh, sometimes he would have a like, you know corporate outing over it. Peachtree or Eastlake or wherever, uh, or if he was coming into Augusta a couple days early, he would he would float over there for the day and then do a corporate outing. And he would always stay there, regardless if it was at Athletic Club or wherever he liked staying there. And every single time he came in, and he tipped every bellman and every doorman hundred bucks, and didn't do it in an ostentatious, showy way. And then he would wake up at like six a.m. every morning and have breakfast down in the down in the main. Cafe and read the Wall Street Journal. It was it was remarkable like normalcy and routine. See, God, we, gotta the, we gotta do the
4: uh, we gotta do the the hotel stories trap draw. There's too that, much. That that's out. a great call. Yeah, it's Acon's brother. That's Acon's man. brother, man.
0: <laughs> uh, so to, to put a bow on this, I guess the only like public thing he drew heat for was in December. He, he announced he would play in the Saudi Arabia event this year, which he did go and play in. Uh, he in said Asia. he was really excited to see a part of the world that he's never seen exactly. before. And, Breathtaking views. The yeah. To all the haters, <laughs> he said, "Quote: You'll be okay."
2: Uh, I'm a do to quote Kevin Hart. <laughs> I'm a do me. <laughs> Wasn't that it? Uh, yeah. Um, also, the
0: only thing to add, uh, he did not make the or uh, excuse me, he did not make the 2019 Presidents Cup, which is the first time he's missed an international team competition since the 1993 Ryder Cup, which I thought was. Uh, did you mention the the dual Sergio?
3: Pretty interesting. At no. the Ryder Cup. Do you guys remember? Oh, yeah. They, they, at Hazeltine. At Hazeltine. And what, they shot like a worst ball, 63 or something crazy? Like the two of them just dueled the whole day. Yeah, it was nuts. That so, was I, one of the most remarkable things I've like, watched. And it got kind of overshadowed. Of the greens. That's, that's a great <laughs> one. So,
4: it's <laughs> like a pro-am. Uh, yeah, it got kind of overshadowed by the Rory and Reed yeah. match. But, yeah, that was a yeah. far better
5: match. I got two two things that stick out to me about Phil's career. In all that, he's only won three WGCs, which would seem like right up his alley.
2: Well, cat won them all.
5: That's true. <laughs> he won two of them in in 09. In so two of his three are in 09, and then the other one was WGC Mexico. And then also, he's never won the FedEx
0: Cup. Yeah, that's true. From, which, a, from I think a you can add FedEx Cup, player dollar. of the year, never been ranked number one. But he's won, like I said, th- this is kind of like my, my bow, right? He turns 50 this year. He's won forty-four times on the PGA Tour. Uh, he's won five majors, of course. He's earned over ninety million dollars in on-course earnings. Um, His—I th- thought this was an interesting stat. He's got twenty-three top-three finishes in majors, which is third all-time behind Jack's forty-six and Tiger's twenty-six.
2: Hmm. Um, you know what I always thought was not not perfect parallel, but an interesting parallel for Phil is Arnold Palmer, won a bunch of majors one major short of the career grand slam always played second fiddle basically to the dominant player in the era made a ton of money off the course beloved huge market guy beloved guy the people's the champion. thumbs up he took the thumbs up thing from arnie arnie obviously is more iconic figure in the game of golf but there's a lot of parallels between phil and arnie
3: i would also say one special project of nlu that we've we have not been able to to do yet but i i hope it we can is having phil our Phil our Randy walk 18 holes with Phil Mickelson and count how many times he gives the thumbs up and the head
0: the head nod to the crowd just document every every single one I would love to know how many times he does that in one round that was good I when 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 we get back to normal that'd be a good uh, project at at, a, at an event so I'm that's still sh- shocked with the Scott McCarron <laughs> that's <laughs> fucking
5: ridiculous man <laughs>
0: Uh, so I hope maybe you learned a little something, um, really That was excellent, man. That's that's a look into the life and career
2: of, uh, of Philip Alfred. Thanks for teaching me today, Mister Randy. You're welcome, guys. <laughs> now, hey,
0: homework, get it done. All right, and enjoy yourselves this weekend. Okay. One, one more thing. Have, have
2: fun. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thanks everybody for tuning in. Cheers. Let's go to recess. Be the
0: right club. Be the right club today.
4: Honey, that's better than most. How about in? That is better than most.
1: Better than most.